0: the year is 2020 what was seemingly the start of just another year would forever leave a blemish that will hardly be forgotten regardless of your generation there will always be an asterisk next to the year 2020. while most of us were enjoying the company of friends and family Sipping champagne on December 31st, 2019. Little did we know what the year 2020 would bring. From the start, the hints were there. From the Australian bushfires, to Prince Harry and Meghan quitting the royal family, to some of our most beloved sports and entertainment heroes, the likes of Kobe Bryant, Alex Trebek, and Eddie Van Halen with their untimely passing to the start of the COVID-19 virus that would shake the world to its core. Political unrest in the United States, leaving vandalism, protests, riots, hate, and a country divided. You may ask yourself, how has this affected the film industry, particularly our favorite genre? Well, there is light at the end of the tunnel, with nearly 1,500 releases in the horror genre alone. There truly are some gems and movies you will want to seek out. Theaters being shut down, mandates requiring people to stay home, social distance, away from friends, family, loved ones. Streaming has become more popular than ever before. We owe it to ourselves and to the filmmakers. Seek these movies out, enjoy them, Put away your distractions enjoy them on the big screen on your tv not on your cell phone your laptop or your tablet it truly is a mad mad world so let us be the light that guides you through these dark times and join us on this journey to discover the best horror movies of 2020
1: Meh, 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 where? Damn, car! <laughs> Shit, car! <ka. laughs> <laughs>
2: joe blow horror show at the nightclub we're crossing streams this evening ladies and gentlemen and i'm your bridge between worlds i am known as travis maxwell boone i'm also known as t boo and tonight joining me my co-host on the joe blow horror show and the man that made it himself
3: i am boss tuna what is up fellas uh as t boo was there introducing the episode talking about crossing streams uh Ricky and I were playing swords the winner of that gets to challenge Angel in the championship uh we'll let you know how that goes down uh Ricky I am super excited to have you on buddy what is up welcome to the the show I'm glad to be here
4: man I think this is a this is a great idea and I've been super stoked for a while about this
3: Great. Yeah, idea as far as the the swords competition or the yeah show that specifically or both? okay yes yeah yeah awesome. yeah the show
4: I could take or leave but the swords definitely yeah, yeah. no yep, yep. <laughs> no like I've been I've been hype for the
2: show for a while man that's your boy Kaboy and last but not least the love of my life my wife
5: I'm Angel motherfucking boom
2: <laughs> I like it so tonight man this is a joint effort between two podcasts in the horror realm. And we have our top twenty horror films of the year that was a horror itself um i'm I'm super pumped too I'm going to go ahead and echo Ricky. I know angel's super excited
3: I just wanted to say i am I am pretty excited as well you know twenty twenty has been a hell of a year, but it culminated into something great, and that's going to be joining you guys for a top twenty episode. I would say everybody's favorite episode has got to be lists doesn't matter what kind of list but At the top of that mountain is going to be the top of the year, whether you're, you know, just a, just a regular movie fan or a hardcore horror fan or, or someone, you know, such as our friend Mark Dado that watches 700 of them a year, you're always looking to, you know, what else is out there? What did I miss? Why did I like this movie? And these people liked it so much. And it really kind of opens your eyes to, you know, other, other, other movies out there that maybe you should give a rewatch to if you haven't. But go ahead, Tibu. I know that your, your throat was getting a little scratchy. I'm not sure. I'm, f-
2: I'm fucking – I'm gummy-mouthed, man. I, I'm parched. I need some liquid. I need some refreshment. <laughs> is, there, is there a place we can go where everybody knows our name and they're always glad we came?
3: We have a guest bartender going on, and – it just happens to be Mr. Zombieland to uh, himself. Woody Harrelson is, is, is guesting at the, at the uh, Titty Twister tonight. So why don't we head over to the Titty Twister? I heard they got some awesome drink specials for our, our, our episode tonight. So...
1: we're slashing pussy in half give us an upper on our best selection of pussy this is a pussy blowout all right we got white pussy black pussy spanish pussy yellow pussy we got hot pussy cold pussy we got wet pussy we got smelly pussy we got hairy
3: okay so i thought about we've been planning this episode for quite a while and i was talking with busy b um friends of my show are gonna know Busy B, and that's what what I wanted to touch on before too. Is we've got basically two audiences coming together here, and hopefully we're gonna have a lot of carryover. I hope that a lot of the Joe Blow horror show listeners check out the nightclub, and vice versa as well too. After this, but fans of the show will know Busy B. Uh, he is a huge beer snob as well. He's really good at pairing beers with the show, and we decided. With this collaboration of these two great podcasts, we need to have a collaboration of a couple of our favorite breweries. So what we did was, and we as in me, I guess, I went out and I took a couple of my, I'd say four of my favorite breweries, and um, I got two special beers from them. Trust me, it's not all I'm drinking tonight, but we're starting off with it. The first one is going to be a collaboration between one of my favorites, Evil Twin Brewing, and Decadent Brewing. Both of them are friends of the show. And they came together to produce an Imperial stout with peanut butter. Uh, I am super pumped. Can't wait. Wow. Nice. And what I'm most looking forward to, because I'm saving this one for the end, uh, because the ABV of this is going to put me to sleep. So <laughs> if you guys don't hear my last few movies, I promise I'll post them online.
5: Uh, oh, and, shit. And, and,
3: and t really- really a pie on. Tibu's pretty good at editing, so he'll edit out my snores. But this is a collaboration between two very local breweries in Des Moines, Confluence Brewing and Lua Brewing. They came together to produce this beer called Friendship Bread. And I thought, what better beer uh, to celebrate uh, the the coming of these two shows together, uh, the friendships that we've made, and this uh, beer here. And this is a Dunkel Weizenbach beer it's even got the wax top. So yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get silly tonight. So
2: nice. There it is. Fucking a pour that thing. Is that the peanut butter stout?
3: That's the peanut butter stout. Yeah.
2: Oh shit, dude.
3: That You've
5: had that before? pretty interesting.
3: I'm just licking the
2: coroli off my hands cause it spilled
3: everywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Tibu. What do you got, buddy?
2: Well, that was all so thoughtful and awesome. Uh, We can't get too heartwarming here on a horror podcast, but I'm going to continue the love because once again, listeners of uh, Joe Blow know this, but for anyone out there who tunes into the nightclub, Boss Tuna has sent me already uh, in the past a care package, which was full of titty twister treats. And tonight I have with me the real stuff. This is brewed or distilled rather in Iowa from Grain and Cane when I see, when I see cane, I'm like, what does that mean? That's got to be sweet. Right. So this is a, uh, foundry distilling company. Whis- this is whiskey. Yes. Yes. And th- this was aged in charcoal barrels. Yep. Is that what this so, is?
3: yep. So it's a local distillery making their own whiskey. Last time I sent you some Templeton rye. Uh, that's a pretty popular one, but this is another one that's pretty solid as well too. So,
2: and the, the big surprise this was this made me flip out when i saw this when i opened this i have here with me the official beer of the joe blow horror show it's a pumpkin stout and it's got a, on the label it's very reminiscent of the friday the 13th poster but mm-hmm. uh the body is is holding a bloodied microphone nice and i mean i am looking forward to trying this so i'm going to go pumpkins, ahead and do what pumpkins
3: pumpkins out of my garden in my backyard no Whoa. kidding. Brewed. Yep. Yep. So everything is local. I brewed that um, right here. So right, right here what? in the garage. Yep. Awesome. Yep. The, the that's label special. The label is homemade as well too. Busy B takes credit for the label. But yeah, the beer is a pumpkin stout. That's everything is, is from right here that
2: you see. So
5: that's awesome.
2: Yep. Well, that's very Halloweeny and I'm going to go ahead and crack it.
5: mm.
2: Damn fine job, dude! Holy shit!
3: Thank you, sir. Cheers!
2: Cheers to all mm. of you guys. Mm. That is
5: a dark beer.
3: Yeah, this thing. I'm, I'm gonna have to go get a spoon here in a minute. So, if you
2: guys oh, don't see me it for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, Ricky, what are you drinking?
3: I
4: have a half-ass White Russian. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I'm i I'm abiding tonight. So there you go.
2: The boy, the boy, cowboy the abides. The dude abides. <laughs> yes. Oh. And um Angel's <laughs> gonna be our designated driver. She doesn't have anything.
4: Yep.
5: Oh, so. no, I have a um I have oh. a bottle of
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs>
5: very special water. It's by yeah. great value. <laughs> oh.
4: oh.
3: Very nice.
2: Distilled <laughs> distilled on cold. site.
5: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, she's drinking That's she's drinking. Awesome. She's drinking an elixir that comes off of a glacier's ass, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening right now
5: have very She's special getting, stuff in my pipe as well. So, you oh, know. Herbal yeah.
2: enchantments. Herbal enchantments over here as well. The main focus of this evening's show is, well, the top 20 films of 2020 from each of us. So, we figured out how we're going to do this. Roundtable style. A lot of people who love list episodes, as Boss Tuna was saying, is very familiar with this. We're going to go ahead and kick things off. Unfortunately, on Front Street, Angel has not seen 2020 films she is a busy woman with a full-time job she raises three kids when i'm on the road and she is a business owner professional motherfucking photographer so she doesn't have a lot of time to watch these movies and um she's gonna be jumping in at number 15 with us but that being said i wanted to ask everybody how many films they watched this year (laughs) boss tuna how many did you watch a
3: lot less than i thought so i didn't add them up until about an hour ago And I really wanted to get to that 100 mark. Um, However, I did do better than years past. So I started doing, I guess, these shows back in 2017. Um, We started the show in July of 2017. And I had noted and written down 48 movies that I had seen. I know I had seen more, but I didn't start taking notes until July. So I went from 48 in 2018 to 63 in 2019 and this year for 2020 watches i was able to clock in 81 horror movies of 2020 so not nice. quite where i wanted to be but but i feel like i've seen pretty much everything i wanted to
5: it's pretty impressive yeah.
2: no for sure i mean it's not mark nato numbers okay let's not let's not get twisted get it twisted in here <laughs> oh man R- ricky how many films did you watch
4: well over 70 um but I purposefully stopped counting because of this episode because I wanted to make the joke and
2: say sixty nine dude sixty nine <laughs> nice <laughs> very nice. I clocked in with hundred and sixty six films, but what? but only forty nine of those were twenty twenty horror movies.
5: Horror You were a real one, try.
2: Yeah, you. Remember. I am a fucking ruin. <laughs> rec- recognized. How, so, one
3: hundred and sixty, whatever. How many? Forty. You said forty-nine. Twenty-twenty.
2: Yes, twenty-twenty yep. horror films.
3: That's that's pretty. That's respectable for sure. For sure. Um, I did take the time to compile. So years past, I have not done this, but twenty twenty was a pretty divisive year overall. Uh, I, I would say it's kind of split. Some people, uh, not naming names, <laughs> Bill Shetty, <laughs> <laughs> oh, said 2020 was the worst year in horror ever. Something along those lines. Mark Nato, on the other hand, was saying 2020 was one of the best years. Uh, there was another person on Mark Nato's podcast that said it's probably in his slash hers top three of all time. So it's it's all over the the map as far as twenty twenty goes. Given the the pandemic and everything going on, I figured why not see where where my numbers rank up. So this is the first time that the Joe Blow Horror Show or myself has has done a top twenty. Normally we just do top fifteen, but I did compile some averages. So the average of my list in twenty eighteen was eight point three five. So that's my top fifteen movies. The scores averaged 8.35. 2018 was a pretty good year. That's a pretty good average, if you will. 2019 was a bit of a down year. I know Travis or Tibu and I had talked about that uh, on our last list episode. That one averaged out to be 7.7. Uh, 2020, oh, son of a bitch. I did not, I did not figure the average of 2020. But oh, I will, it remains a mystery. Yes, I will. I'll do that uh, in a minute here and let you guys know. foul. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I'm like, wait a second. Why is that blank right now? But anyways, no, I will. Yeah, that's just going to be like a little cliffhanger. right There, you guys will have to pay attention here in a minute. But let's talk about themes real quick because every year it seems like there's. Kind of a theme. Um, I would say 2018's theme, if I remember correctly, was the year of the remake because we had like it was in there. It or it was sequels and remakes in 2018 was a theme. Uh, this yeah, year, yeah, because you had
2: Doctor Sleep as well. Yep, um, yeah, yeah, and, so, and even it itself was a remake and a sequel. Well, yep,
3: so this year, I noticed this probably I would say back in maybe October ish uh, because if you think about it, we didn't have a lot of releases we had theater runs i would say until about march and then i would say april to like july or august we really didn't get a lot of releases and then the fall slash winter they really started pumping movies out not necessarily theater releases but you really saw a lot more coming to vod other platforms such as hbo max for example was was you know, like underwater, for example, if you had HBO Max, that was a theater release that you could see for free on there as well. So they really started pumping them out at the end of the year. But I, for me personally, I really think the theme of 2020 is your Lovecraftian horror. And I know T Boo's sweatpants are getting real tight right now as soon as you mentioned <laughs> Cosmic and Lovecraft. Um, but I mean, just a couple movies off the top of my head. I mean, you have Underwater, Sea Fever, Color Out of Space. Tons of cosmic and 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 Lovecrafty horror this year. What do you guys think? Are, are oh, a hundred percent agree. 100%,
2: yeah. yeah, we we we've said this on the nightclub uh last year at at one point or another that it's like Lovecraft is getting his due. Cosmic horror films are on the rise. Uh, you even had love uh, lovecraft country on hbo yeah uh i've since seen a few other cosmic – well they became cosmic horror <laughs> um <laughs> when we don't shoehorn shoehorn them in i'm i'm being genuine right now though I'm, all jokes aside yes 2020 man it's it's and i really hope this trend continues because well it's the fucking best i don't know what you want <laughs> it
4: feel i feel like it's 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 been the cosmic horror and like i feel like there's like a ton of possession flicks
5: some really cool ones too
2: oh yeah a lot sure. of, a lot of, a lot of witch films as well some di- a lot
5: different stuff like kind of out of the box
2: to me 2020 was a hodgepodge year man to be honest i'm looking at my list and i'm like it really is all over the map and to to go back to what you were saying about like how divisive horror was in 2020 for a lot of different listeners podcasters or just you know, moviegoers in general. I think, I think it's a good year for an average. Last year I had like three or four, 10 out of 10 horror films, maybe even five. I'm not sure this year. It's not quite the case, but I do think that 2020 on average has been a phenomenal year. And like you said, it's after that summer hump that we had, the movies just started pouring in. I mean, yeah, you had one awesome film after another and I was still watching, great 2020 horror films up until the very end I mean I'm sure there's some that I didn't even get to, to watch yet so
4: oh yeah totally there's, there's just so much on VOD man I'm just I'm, I look at it and I'm like oh this makes me sad yep
2: <laughs> the, yep. the uh, pandemic itself might have lended to that being the case for horror in 2020 as well more people probably watched and I'm, I'm parroting what other people have said on different shows but it, it remains a, a fact to anyone who's like observing it vod blew up because of the pandemic and horror is the cheapest type of film to make and gets made the most so people watched a lot of fucking horror this year i think if you go to on letterboxd and you look up 2020 horror films you get somewhere around 1500 and mark nato watched like half of that 700 yeah yeah so
3: i I wish i could credit this quote to the person that really said it and there's probably multiple people but I would say the general consensus among the podcasts and podcast hosts I've listened to is that 2020 did not have the blockbuster super classics that years past have had, but it had a really really solid middle. So you've got your lower movies, you've got your higher movies, but I would say overall the middle right. of 2020 is probably the strongest. So while you guys were chatting I did compile my average. So to go back to that, my average, and this is my top 15. My average top 15 of 2018 was 8.35. My average top 15 of 2019 was 7.7. What do you guys think my average top 15 of 2020 is?
2: 7.75.
4: Let's go with
5: Uh, 7.25. Still the eight.
4: Split it down the middle, Angel. We're going to circle forward. back
3: to this actually Because I don't want to give anything away If it was less or worse So again, boom, coming at you guys You're going to have to hang up Before I give you that average again Sorry, yeah. keep going and
2: not, not only that, and you've got to hang around For our fucking number ones we all. I, I have predictions for everybody Except for my, yes. my wife Because I, I know all her movies um, She might have changed her shit though I don't know, I don't know what she did But we'll see
3: Let's do it. Um, Starting us off is Ricky Prejean.
4: Hey. All right. Are you all ready for a number 20?
2: Number 20.
4: Coming in at 7.5, I have Mortuary Collection, directed by Ryan Spindle. It's a cool anthology starring the great value tall man. Uh, It's got dark (laughs) comedy galore. You know, some of the stories aren't quite as good as other ones, but that's the case with, you know, all anthologies yeah. anyway. But the wraparound was really fucking cool, and the final act is actually one of my favorite final acts of the year, and it's got some awesome dark imagery.
3: There you have it. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm a sucker for anthologies. It didn't seem like there was a lot this year. Um, right. I, saw, I saw a few, but, yeah, this I would say this is the better of the probably three or four that I can think of right
2: now. All right. So I'm going to go ahead next here and um, I'm going to need this, this Iowa whiskey to go ahead and uh, get me through this.
3: Oh, I love that
2: little pop (laughs) one little swig here. Okay. So to, to go back to what you were saying about 2020, having a strong middle, uh, I have a lot of 7.5s, and my number 20 can be interchangeable with probably, I don't know, seven or eight other movies. But I'm going to go ahead and give it some some love. I want to talk about it because it got shit on a little bit. And I don't like that because I'm a fan of this guy. I'm talking about Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween.
4: Oh, shit. I thought that was going to be your number one. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know. I can say that that is a movie I have not
3: seen, but it's not on my list of – oh, I wish I would have seen that. So
2: <laughs> let me let me explain. I've been a lifelong Adam Sandler fan, and I do like his goofy comedies when they work. Not when they don't like fucking Jack and Jill, but Hubie Halloween has enough, not enough. It has, it's like brimming with Halloween atmosphere and imagery, fun family, Halloween atmosphere and imagery. I think it's got uh, plenty of jokes that land like boner donor.
4: (laughs) Boner donor. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And, and you, you, you've got fucking Steve Buscemi in it playing basically a guy that's turning into a werewolf the whole movie. There's an investigation going on in the town of Salem, Massachusetts, and who's at the head of this investigation? None other than Hubie Dubois. And he's, he's not actually a police officer. He's like the town volunteer. He's going to help out. And he goes on this, this, you know, a little misadventure, man. I think the point of the film, though, is about – it's a good message because it's a, it's a family Halloween film. It's just about being yourself and having people accept you for yourself, like who you are. It's that, an Adam
5: the, Sandler movie.
2: Yeah, and I and you know what? As cheesy and as as, as cornball as they are, I fall for them every time. I love Adam Sandler, and I I really really liked Hubie Halloween. Seven point five, man. I think it should be a family Halloween staple, kind of like Ernest Scared Stupid.
3: I can I can co-sign that. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Check it out. It's
5: a little it's bit lower it. on mine. It's hey hey hey! We're
2: not we're not we're not talking to you yet.
5: <laughs> you Get the fuck man. out of me.
2: You don't jump in. Until you're told.
3: <laughs> God damn! This is awesome thermos, man. Okay, Boss Tuna, <laughs> number twenty. Yes. I have not heard this on any lists. I can only assume that either a, not a lot of people have seen it, or b, which is probably more likely, not a lot of people really like it. I am well known on our slash my show that I'm not a huge fan of slashers. However. I thought this movie was pretty dang fun. Uh, the tropes were there. They made fun of some things. It, it it worked for me. I liked it quite a bit. And I will tell you the lowest rating on my list is number 20, and that is an eight, and that is Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. I believe this is on Netflix, and it's, it's a fun movie. I mean, this is coming from a guy that's really not a big slasher fan. I know – uh, Ricky and Travis always, or t always make fun of me about, you know, my non-love, I guess, of the Texas your distaste, Massacre. Your hatred,
2: your disgust. It's not hatred. I, st-
3: I think I gave it a seven and a half. So that's, I mean, I mean, I like it quite I mean, a bit. I that's, mean, that's,
2: that's, a, that's a bit of love, man. You that's know? a that's, shit rating for that film. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, yeah, it might be. It might be. But when you get a shit film, you get a shit rating. Anyways, <laughs> not to, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I this I I really like this movie. It's it's fun. Check it out if you haven't seen it. I I don't think out of the ten episodes or ten podcasts I've listened to with top twenties or fifteens or whatever they do, I've heard this in there, but I like it. It's a fun slasher. Check it out. That's my number twenty.
4: That's one that my wife told me to watch that I actually didn't get around to watching, so
2: <laughs> gotta see it. Yeah. I'll
4: have to Bye check it.
2: that one out. I haven't seen it either. Oh, and I want to backtrack Hubie Halloween, also on Netflix. Go check that shit out.
4: Oh, and to backtrack on Mortuary
3: Collection, that shit's on Shutter.
2: Shutter! Shout
3: out to Shutter. Anyways. Shutter the best. All right, T-Boo, back, or uh, Ricky, back to you, bud. Oh, snap.
4: All right. So coming in hot at number 19 with a 7.5, I've got Acacia Motel by Bradley
2: Liu. Whoa. Travis, nice.
3: I, Artibu, I believe we saw this movie.
2: Yeah, we totally did. We covered yeah. it with Mark Nato. Yep. Holy yeah, I, I
4: thought it was a fun concept, cool characters, cool creature designs. Just just to reiterate, like, all my notes, I'm trying to keep them as spoiler-free as possible. Yes. yep, I agree. Yeah, let's, you
3: know. let's go spoiler-free on these two. So,
4: Agreed. you know, I'm just talking about the things about the movie itself, you know, so...
2: For a low-budget film, the cinematography is amazing.
4: Yes. Yes, definitely. Some some good scenery porn, man. Scenery porn always fucking gets me.
2: And where's that?
3: I'm not sure. I think I I saw it on Tubi. Yeah. I think it is Tubi.
2: Fucking A, man. All right. Well, look. My number 19. This is a film that's on Netflix. I saw it a few months ago. It's it's a Spanish film. Supernatural horror. It comes in at 7.5. I've got a few of these on my top 20. And this is called "Don't Listen," or in Spanish, uh, "Voces" or "Voces." I'm not really sure how to say it. I'm not a Spanish. Don't speaker. worry, we're not
3: Spanish. You're all right.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but the film the film revolves around a married couple who uh, they they fix up homes. <clears throat> to resell them later and they have like a little eight-year-old boy that that you know it's their son I was gonna say lives with them (laughs) they just have this eight-year-old kid with them Um, I mean he has a freeloader and lives with them so yeah bastard all kids are (laughs) and uh, (laughs) so they move into this house that's locally known as the house of voices and some some shit starts going bump in the night and the little boy is the first one to know now, you, you're seeing already, based on just the plot I'm giving you, that this film is setting itself up to be like any other cliché haunted house story. But the emotion that comes with this film, I, I, I won't go into it. But, man, there's, there's some creepy imagery in this movie. But it's, emotionally, it's where the film takes me yes. based on what's going on in the film, what yeah, happens.
3: And you can't even talk about the ending or anything like that because you'll give no, stuff away. no. No, no,
2: no! I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to say nothing. Well, no, no, yeah, but,
3: but yeah. That's what I'm saying though. Is, is is we can't even get into detail because it's yeah. No, I, I hear it, you.
2: It'll fuck it all up. Yep. This movie's on Netflix. Most people have Netflix. Don't miss out. It's it's Spanish. I know some people don't like to read uh, subtitles, but I think this movie is <laughs> definitely fucking worth it. Seven point five out of ten for. Don't listen. That's my number nineteen.
4: That's the pros of being he- hearing impaired. Is uh. You keep subtitles on anyway, so I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep. Okay, this is not the time to, to chat about this. I should have done this beforehand, but I just – every, like, five episodes, seven episodes, I always like to kind of go over my ratings and reviews because I'm a little bit different from other people, especially with our friends coming in from the nightclub. So 30 seconds, I wanted to take a quick minute here to explain my, my ratings. As you guys will see, I do rate on quarter points. Much like Tibu, I have what I call the sacred text. So every single horror movie I see, I record it, I write it down, and I will come up with a rating. I'm not a big fan of rewatches. We'll get into that later. But after watching a movie, I have a general idea where it's going to land. I'll think about it. And I typically don't rate it until the day after. I always sleep on it kind of thing. Pretty easy. A five is average. That's just a run-of-the-mill average movie. I don't necessarily recommend a five unless it's a zombie movie maybe, and I know someone that's a zombie fan. Right, right. Once I get into the sixes, I'll do a slight recommend. Sevens, I like it quite a bit. Eights, I really, really like it. Nine, absolutely love it. This Anything above a nine is basically – i'm gonna buy it uh i absolutely love it and then you know a 10 i very rarely give 10s out because those are going to be i would say anything a nine and a half above is going to be in my top 100 so that's kind of where my ratings come in that's how i do my rating you guys feel free whenever you pop in if you want to elaborate on your ratings or whatnot but i just wanted to get that out before i forgot about it
2: well i'll say real quick Real quick, we use the dick system. Go back and listen to the nightclub, and you'll figure that out. (laughs) And Ricky rates things in ridiculous measures, so it doesn't matter. Yeah,
4: sometimes.
2: right? Because guess what, guys, at the end of the day, guys, gals, everyone, ratings don't really matter
4: it don't matter it's It's all all, it's all subjective
2: it's subjective yes ratings
3: ratings my rating i'll tell you what though and not to get off on a side tangent it
2: it it doesn't matter none of this matters
3: i don't listen to listen to this though i don't listen to podcasts besides a select few if they don't give me a fucking rating on a movie like, I don't want to sit here and listen to someone. I mean, I can freaking beat my dick up for two hours you know, <laughs> and listen to an episode and, and get more out of that than, you know, I, I have to have a rating. It's just, I'm weird about that. I um,
0: understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have
3: to, I have to get a rating anyways. I don't want to go off on a tangent. That's how I do my rating. And I'm going to jump into my number 19. I'm going to give you guys a pro tip out there with the pandemic here. I know some States are different from others where, You know, whether you're locked up in a house or you can even go out masked or no mask. I don't give two shits about that. However, 2020, as I believe Ricky had said, is the year of VOD. And for anyone out there, I'm a cheap ass. I don't like spending money unless it's something that I either know is going to be worth it or not. And I feel like movie renting for the most part is is you're pissing into the wind. Pro tip for you guys, movies that you cannot get on streaming, such as Netflix, Hulu, Prime, whatnot, rather than going to Prime and spending, well, God, what was it? Wasn't the hunt like 20 bucks to rent when there it came, for a
2: little bit? Yeah. When it first came out. yeah. Yes.
3: Jesus. I'm going to tell you guys a little tip here. I live in a small fucking town in central Iowa, and we have a red box at my Dollar General, DG. I would say probably 10 to 12 movies on my 2020 list. I went and rented for less than two bucks there. We're too late. We're too um, lazy
2: at the nightclub. We just rent them.
3: Well, I'm just saying, I mean, if you guys are (laughs) are thrifty or cheap like I am, just whenever you're out and about, I'm, I'm out there in 20 below weather, freezing my nuggets off, scrolling through fucking movies on Redbox (laughs) <laughs> just to save a couple of bucks. <laughs> but in all seriousness, there's a lot of movies. And this one in particular, this is why I bring it up. I saved like $4 renting this one uh, at Redbox rather than Amazon Prime. And I did not think I was going to like this. I just, I'm a huge fan of the director. I was like, I have to check this out. He's a great comedic actor. The concept of it sounded really good. You get two couples, four people out renting a home and some shit goes down. Dave Franco is a stud. I hope he does more horror movies. This is The Rental, and I'm coming in at an 8 out of 10 with this. There's a lot of this movie that works. A lot of it has to do with the character development, the relationship between the brothers. The I'm going to say there there is a little bit of a swerve and a twist, and the ending, I loved it. I absolutely love these type of endings. I'm not going to get into any details, but... Uh, this movie really, really struck a chord with me. Um, the rental is number 19, and I'm coming in at 8 out of 10. Get your ass to a Redbox, rent it for a buck 80 or
2: whatever your your shit charges. Fucking A. I've, I haven't seen that movie. Damn, I've seen
4: I think y'all are watching everything that I just didn't watch, man. I think that's how this is working <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs>
2: Awesome. Well, we get more movies for you know more bang for our buck, and that's what, that, that's what I'm talking about. Go like waddle on down to the Ricky Red What's your what's your number eighteen, dude?
4: <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> let me get to waddling. Number eighteen coming in at another seven point five. The Hunt Whoa. by Craig Zobel. Uh, first I just want to say Hillary Sank- Swank is a treasure. I've got a special. She's a in treasure, and I would
3: love to open her treasure box. Totally,
4: oh, shit. <laughs> man. What what can be said about this awesome thriller? Um, so much fun, super violent, super gory, uh, fun characters, and politically irre- irreverent and also politically relevant in a sense. Um, it just pokes fun at both sides of our ridiculous political spectrum and <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't love I couldn't love it more it just feels like a it feels like a playful middle finger at I mean you could
3: 20, love it 17 more spots more but I was
2: gonna say yeah. you could love <laughs> it a lot more yeah I guess I could I could love it more
3: <laughs> no but I, I I get you yeah
2: everything yeah. you're saying is clicking for me dude so
4: that's all I've got for that man it's a lot of fun check her out it's on um
2: is that when gotta, I, I believe
3: it? you gotta rent it no you gotta yeah. rent it
2: that's okay. still a rental yeah, fortunately.
4: Gotcha. Yeah, I rented it on a uh, Prime instead of going to the Red Box. Damn. My,
5: my why, why? I'm sorry. Why is it on Prime that you have to pay for twenty dollars? Is it still because it's like a like a movie release? So yes. this, is that' why this, they're charging that. Yes,
3: yep. this movie was was a big budget studio production, and it was meant to be a theater release. So it was pushed back. This was supposed to come out in 2019. It was pushed back due to. I don't know if there's a school shooting or something going on. It was pushed back, and it was supposed to be coming out in spring of 2020, and then the Scam happened. Everyone was getting the Corolli and they fucking just made it a, they just made it a, a rental. So,
2: um, so, <laughs> he, dude, he's being he's being more cosmic than we are right now, right? <laughs> um, so my number eighteen, and I haven't heard anyone talk about this film on any list at all. Coming in at a modest for this year, 7.5. This is the average. I'm going to have one more, 7.5. This is a Western horror film. I believe mm. you can find this on Shudder. It's called The Pale Door. When it comes to Western horror, that genre to me, or sub-genre, <laughs> there we go with that. It's
3: it's a sub-sub-horror genre that's vastly underrated, in my opinion.
2: Yes. Yeah, and, totally. Um, is it a bone tomahawk? Bone tomahawk? No.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's...
2: Is it a ravenous? No, but The Pale Door has a lot to offer. The movie starts out with a like a gut-wrenching mm-hmm. scene where two two brothers lose their parents and you flash forward into the future. The older brother is part of a gang, the Dalton gang, and his younger brother joins this gang. They end up at a brothel where there are witches. That's all I'm going to say. The rest unfolds. Yep. They're yeah, sl- you don't want to sl- give
3: too much away, yep. Yeah.
4: I enjoyed I enjoyed the uh makeup effects quite a bit. I-
2: I think the makeup effects were good. I think a lot of the performances were really good, especially between the brothers. Some of it is very cheesy and stupid. You know, but
4: when I saw, because I watched the trailer and I was like, "Oh shit, this is like Western Evil Dead." Like that's the way it was making me think, and I was like, "Yes! Oh my fucking god! I can't wait!" It could have uh, been. I'll, I'll get. I'll get to that later. So you know. Oh. There we go.
2: oh shit. It could have been done a little bit better to me and uh, you're going to bring up Evil Dead right now, then, yeah, I mean, if you would have had a 2013 Evil Dead-style film here on your hands involving witches in a brothel totally. in a Western setting, I mean, God. Yeah, and, dude. Can you imagine? This, this movie has potential that, you know, it didn't live up to all the way, but 7.5 for The Pale Door. That's my number 18. You can find that on Shatter.
4: Damn. You want to tell everyone hi, babe.
5: Hi, T. Hi,
2: Teresa. She
4: she can't hear y'all because I got headphones on, but they're all saying hi.
5: Hi. What up? Hi.
2: Say hi.
4: Hi. Hello. (laughs) She can
3: see y'all, but y'all can't see her. Okay, so Boss Tuna only had, and again, this is an argument that we have had multiple times on the show. I've only had one movie that I technically rewatched this year, and it happened to be this one here. Again, I don't want to get into specifics. I just don't have time to re-watch movies. I watched, I want to say I watched all but like the last 10 minutes of this movie the first time. And I don't, I think I fell asleep or I don't remember what it was. I rewatched it today. I knew I liked it the first time and I was like, God, am I going to have, how many zombie movies am I going to have on my list? So Blood Quantum is coming in at an eight out of 10 out of the, what is it? 81 movies I saw. I want to say I saw... 10 zombie movies from 2020 and this is by far the most i would say unique um, if you guys haven't heard of it i've agreed yes yeah i mean this is on shutter anybody that's a horror fan get yourself shutter i mean totally yeah. for, for Duh, what yeah. you what you pay for one beer at the fucking bar each month you can have shutter and have the best horror movie viewing that that money can
2: buy we 're always fucking blasting shutter on the nightclub in a good way, like like fucking please get it like yeah, and,
3: and and this is I mean no free ads, but shit man we 're not getting paid to fucking pimp them, but anyways, very, very creative and unique I, I absolutely loved the setting of it i 'm a huge outdoors guy myself, so personally, a lot of the movies I, I like and kind of like lend myself to are going to be the The ones where they are the outdoors, they're they're the isolationists, they're the zombie movies, end of the world apocalypse kind of things. This one one takes place in Canada. Um, It's about a native tribe that is immune to the zombie virus, hence blood quantum. What really makes it special is the dynamic between the three leads. Some shit goes down that you don't expect and it's capped off by some phenomenal gore uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad I did put it in for a rewatch because I was trying to figure out if it was going to make my list because I'm, I'm probably the most biased, biggest zombie nerd out there, but I don't, <laughs> get, I don't care. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Blood Quantum, number 18, coming at, in at an 8 out of 10, um, and you can find that on Shudder.
2: So. I watched uh, Blood Quantum. It did not make my list, but I did enjoy it a lot and i will say that opening scene the very opening scene yes. with the
4: fish the salmon yep. yeah that
2: that hooked me right away so oh, right from yeah, the beginning yeah. i was hooked
5: wait uh, he be halloween major list but not blood quantum
2: <laughs> listen i look i said a lot of 7.5's could of me
3: hey quick little not that i want to <laughs> pimp this movie too much but the the guy that you're talking about in the scene with the fish and he's probably one of the main characters of, of the movie has never acted a day in his life the director knew him from a powwow that he attended
0: so this wow. guy yes yeah and so you know
3: he was
4: my fa- he was my favorite character yeah, as yeah well. yeah dude he's like oh, Mich- wow. he's
3: like michonne with a fucking sword <laughs> in this movie is great so check it out check it out even if you don't like zombie movies i really think that this this movie has this this is a lot more than just a typical hack and slash kind of zombie movie i mean it's got some good story and and, and heart to it
4: number 17 coming in at a big eight the Dark and the Wicked by Brian Bertino. 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 This thing is super dark, super atmospheric.
2: I thought you were going to say super wicked. <laughs> <laughs> super dark, super wicked.
4: It's it's too wicked. cuh. cuh um, it's wicked. It's super it's atmospheric.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's not wicked the Ewok, cuh. it's wicked.
4: Visually terrifying. Like like there's just so much tension in this movie. The characters are like real people, very well done. The sound design was awesome, good acting. Like I said, the characters had some depth to them and Great the performances. fucking the yeah. fucking imagery. Like like this this is this is a gem for sure, man. Um recommend eight out of ten and this one is now on shutter, is it not?
2: Yes.
3: But Ricky, for for those that either are too lazy or whatnot, can you give us like a 30 second or thing of your rating just so we kind of know how you rate movies?
4: So, you know, for me, the biggest thing is impact. I I try not to analyze a movie too much from a technical standpoint. Um, You know, I just kind of go with my guts first and foremost. And with me, one thing is I am a big rewatcher and often more appreciation comes from rewatching. And so I do take rewatchability into account with my ratings. That being said, it's all from the good, you know, what, whatever makes an impact, how, how likely am I to put this on again? Um, how much did I enjoy it? How captivated was I by it? I mean, yeah, I, take, I take, I take everything, I take everything into account. Of course, you know, if sure. something has shitty acting, then I'll, I'll notice and I'll be like, Oh, Huh, well, that's kind of sucky, but you <laughs> oh, <know>. that sucks! <laughs> right, right. Honestly, honestly, acting is probably the thing that I care about the least. It, it's normally not the thing that makes or breaks a, a movie for me. But anyway, wow,
2: yeah, that that that's one I don't hear often. And yeah, I didn't even man, know that. for
4: me, it's for me, it's more story. Uh, I
2: actually, element, I agree.
3: I agree. You know? I, I can forgive. I can forgive poor acting for like a like a good, as you said, captivating story and. Right, and, and I'll
4: I'll bring up I'll bring up Phantasm. You know, Reggie Bannister doesn't know how to uh, die at the end, but God damn it! <laughs> but but God damn it! If that movie isn't like in my top three horror movies of all time, you know what I mean?
2: Like I see what you mean. No, I, I totally like, get what you mean.
4: Like like I'm never so captivated by a movie that someone's bad acting is gonna take me out of it.
2: Coming in at a seven point five, and this movie can be found on again. Ding ding ding! Shutter. This is a vampire film. All right. Ooh, Ooh so which vampire film on Shudder? My Shudder fellow. Bronx.
5: I, I bet I know what it is. It's the Bronx one, I guarantee it.
2: That's on Netflix, sir. Oh shit. That one didn't shed. quite make my list. Gotcha. Angel, Angel, what is it?
5: It's not the Bronx one. <laughs>
2: shed. <laughs> it's uh, the Shed. Nice.
3: I have not seen this. It's I on either. my it's on my list of movies I fucking hate myself for not watching.
2: I had a lot of fun with this movie, and people compared it to Fright Night and Lost Boys. I have never seen Lost Boys. That's a oh, that's a my. crime. I know it's a crime. My wife has already beat me up for it. Yep. Um, I, you know I what? A...
4: Put me into cuffs, too, boss. I've never seen it either. Oh, oh man. shit! Yeah,
2: oh, we're gonna man. get we're gonna get we're gonna get Angel, by...
3: Angel, I want to see bruises on these bruises on these fools after this. <laughs> i <I'm laughs> beat them <laughs> up. Bruises. We're gonna get,
6: bruises. get some bruises. Bruises. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so people compared this movie to those films, and I have seen *Fright Night*. I, I don't see a lot of similarities, to be honest with you. But what you do get is like a high school version of *I've Got a New Pet Monster*, is what I'm gonna kind of say about the shed. Uh, totally. you, you have, you have these two high school kids who discover a vampire living in a shed. No, well, not living, but because <laughs> they're undead. But <laughs> they discover a vampire in a shed. I'm not going to give away anything else. Um, there's a lot of, lot of teen angst in this film. Oh, and totally. If, this if movie
4: really took me back to uh, Mamu. Growing up in Mamu, it, it, it just kind of looked like Mamu. It kinda, yeah. Everybody kind of felt like the way they all clicked together.
2: It Ricky and looked, I are both from like the Mamu. same town. A uh, small town in, in Louisiana called Mamu. Cause the One mama square
4: cat- mile, people.
2: The, the baby cow says, ma, and the mama cow says, moo, moo. so Cajuns. <laughs> it's actually named after an Indian chief, but right. um, yeah, so The Shed, Vampire Flick, you can find it on Shutter. 7.5, that's my last 7.5 for the evening.
5: God, I was nice. going to say,
3: Tebow T- is kind of harsh with these ratings here,
5: damn. But I' never no, my- seen The Lost Boys.
3: I know, right? I-
4: right <laughs> our really opinions hard. about this movie
2: does don't even matter <laughs> yeah, right. bro.
3: it doesn't matter it's all, matter. The, it's all <laughs> does not <it>
2: matter angel <laughs> angel angel it
5: doesn't is it, fucking matter
2: is lost boys a cosmic 7.5 out of 10 no
5: a cosmic one? cosmic no. no no
2: okay no but is it a 7.5 out of 10 no Okay, well, then I rated it lower than what you would have rated Lost Boys. I know or I... is
3: Lost Boys lower than 7.5? You don't know no, that.
2: She, no, no, she loves it. I know she loves it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my 17th favorite horror movie of 2020 is one that I almost did not watch. I, I really honestly had no plans on watching this. However, this is, for some reason, the red box at our DG only lets you rent three movies at a time. And I went there twice, actually. So yeah, I saw six or nine off of Redbox. I know for a fact I rented this one with the rental, and I, the only reason I rented it is because I saw it on there as like a buck eighty. I got to check this out. Nobody's talking about it, and in a good way, really. Kevin James in a horror movie? I'm like, come on! It, it's right. almost like it's almost like Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler. <laughs> However. I popped this movie in and in the first 10 minutes, I was like, damn, like, like this is serious. Kevin James is not in a comedic role whatsoever. No. Becky is coming in at an 8.25. Nice. Really what makes this ah. movie for me is Kevin James because he was, yeah. he was phenomenal. He he actually looks scary. He it, does. If you, if he's you guys he's very intimidating. Yes. I can't, I think it's, is it grudge match or wh- whatever the movie is where he's a boxer? Like he's a big dude. He's actually in shape and he's kind of ripped and him playing a big bearded mean fucking Nazi mm-hmm. really, really kind of set the tone for this movie. So I, I was a hundred percent like, yeah, this, he, he would be a scary son of a bitch in this.
4: And he's also smart, man. Like, yes. like, he, like he, he, that's, that's that's why he's really scary because it's like this is like you said a big mean son of a bitch
3: but like dude he's smart yes like yep. he's and yeah, he's the, the brutality of this like when oh, they yeah. break out and that first family they come across I was like holy fuck like okay these these kind of movies really get my attention it's so when
5: you watch it what? and you, you your mouth drops it's like yes. Oh, wow
3: yes <laughs> i will i will say that it's not my favorite but one of my favorite kills is in this movie and it happens to be with a um, lawnmower. <laughs> I mean think think of the happening but a little bit more slash better done. Anyways, Kevin James absolutely killed it. He he was he was really, really good in this. Um I, I gotta come in at an 8.25 for my number 17 movie and that's Becky.
2: When Becky was being um advertised and stuff, I was saying Adam Sandler made uncut gems and then kevin james was like hold my beer right i i've gonna- never seen mm.
3: uncut gems and i yeah i gotta check that out
2: dude that is huh. i know it's nice a wanna- movie
3: it's not a horror movie
2: though right no no it's, like no, a, it's, dra- well, it's a drama right um okay. angel what is uncut gems
5: um uh, it's a movie that i hated and i was pissed off when i watched it but it's a masterpiece now because it's i've a, watched a- it four more times
2: It's like riddling with paranoia and and stress. I'll check it out for sure. You want to smoke a
5: whole pack of cigarettes when you watch that fucking movie the first time.
2: People want to shit on Adam Sandler and and, and fucking shit on Hubie. All right, cool. Go watch Uncut Gems and shut your fucking mouth.
3: (laughs) I will check (laughs) it out. Ricky, take us into your number 16, please, sir. All
4: righty. Number 16 coming in hot with an eight. We have Uncle Peckerhead by matthew john lawrence god damn it david littleton shines in this movie his character is awesome pick this is a fun faustian fable of punk and metal inside jokes um awesome makeup effects awesome gore effects it's great it's great um definitely check it out
3: (laughs) it's i i will say spoiler alert this did not make my list but it was close Yeah, and and I agree. Like nobody talked about this movie, and it was it was pretty fun. Um, It really was. I love the characters. The characters are so
4: endearing. The the drummer's kind of nihilistic, like, and she's I'm like, this chick's (laughs) kind (laughs) of (laughs) cosmic.
2: On on Front Street, uh, Ricky hounded me to watch this movie, and I will go ahead and spoil this now too. Sadly, dude, I did not I did not get to see it yet. Sorry,
3: um, it's it's actually pretty good, and I I will say that I am I'm very picky when it comes to comedy in my horror. But right. this is one of the rare movies. Usually, if if a comedy horror works for me, it's gonna be one of my favorites of the year. And this is one of the very rare ones where it the comedy actually did work, and it did not make it, but it was very close. But yeah, I, I love the characters as well. When, when they meet the Jesus guy with the long hair and, yes. and oh fuck, oh fuck. Oh, I mean <laughs> I like how you I said was, yeah, You're talking oh, about blowjob eyes over there. Oh man. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, I, I this movie was pretty fun. It's it's free on Prime, so you have to check it out.
2: All right. My number sixteen. And uh I think I think you can find this on Shudder. I might be wrong about this. I can't honestly remember where I watched it, but this is my first eight out of ten—an action horror film. I I wish this movie had a sitcom based around the main characters of this film. <laughs> Ricky knows already, what I'm already talking, know what about. You're talking about. <laughs> what's what's my number sixteen, bud?
4: VFW.
2: Correct. That's on show. Yes, it has an aesthetic that I don't know. It it looks like it was shot maybe in the late '80s, early '90s, kind of. All the all the characters in this movie are uh, veterans of foreign wars, uh, Vietnam particularly. The main character, this guy Fred, owns a bar which acts also as the VFW local VFW, and they're all having a, a good time one night. It happens to be Fred's birthday, and some some young woman runs in with a bag, and this bag holds it's drugs, a street drug called hype, and the drug lord that manufacturers and distributes this drug is coming and he's uh, uh, hunting down this satchel. So violence, crazy violence ensues. The third act, the, the, the third act lost me because oh, of the back really? and forth. Yeah. The back and forth in and out of, in and out of the bar and where the characters were going, some of the decisions they made, not Fred's, he was badass. Fred, yeah, I love Fred. <laughs> by the very end of the film, I will say the climax kind of let me down. But still, everything else leading everything up must to have that, been
3: pretty strong, though, for it to make your number.
2: Six. Everything leading up to it was amazing, and like I said, if I could just watch those characters on a like a season by season basis, interact mm-hmm. and, and tell stories and be funny and silly and uh you know just be themselves, I would love to watch that. So the characters alone make this movie awesome,
6: Definitely. and the,
2: the performances were all great. My number sixteen, BFW, find it on Shutter, eight out of fucking ten. Awesome horror action movie. Hell yeah.
1: Nice.
3: All right. Boss Tuna's number sixteen is gonna be my second zombie movie of the year. Like like many fans, I would say that I was out of horror for a while. I got back into horror in college, in the early two thousands, and one of the things that I could not stand was reading subtitles. I I really screwed myself over because I was like, I'm not going to sit down and read subtitles for Asian horror or whatever. Lo and behold, some of the best horror out there is going to be your Asian horror, and in particular, it's going to be your Korean horror. Right, right, right. I really gained a love for Asian, particular Korean horror. Uh, side tangent. Train to Busan is one of my all-time favorite zombie movies ever. It's beautiful. This movie, I knew I was gonna like it, and I waited. Just like every horror fan out there, you have like certain moods where, you know, I, I waited until I craved this movie because I wanted to really, really like it, and I'm glad I did. And and this is another one where it's kind of a unique story. Um, I watched hashtag Alive, and I absolutely loved it. And I rated it an 8.25 with a high probability that it's going to be higher than that. And this is another movie where in particular, if you ask any horror movie fan out there, what is one of the genres that's most overrated zombies are going to be towards the top of that list. And it's kind of ironic not to go on a tangent because I would say there's more supernatural movies, probably number one made than any other horror movie ever. And I would say next to that is going to be your slasher, but nobody ever says those are overdone. Um, Zombie is such a specific type of movie, but it's probably the most common of the creature feature. And I think it gets shit on the most. There's a lot of them made. It's easy to make a zombie movie. You can go back to the George Romero's where you just slap some fucking gray paint on people and be like, boom, here it is. But in order to be a zombie movie that people are going to recognize and and overall enjoy, you really have to get creative. And that's where we come in with blood quantum. And in particular, this one here, which is hashtag alive. This is almost a blend of zombie and, like siege narrative, uh, mm. I don't mm-hmm. want to give a lot away, but it's a lot more than just a regular zombie movie because it really focuses on one main character. There's only a handful of characters in the whole movie, and it's almost a character study, really. Yeah, um, definitely. And and I really enjoyed it. I I thought this movie was done f- fantastic, and just me talking about it is really rushing some blood to my loins, and I'm thinking hello. <laughs> But, again, this is going to be my number 16. It's an 8.25. One of the best zombie movies of the year. You have to check it out. Do not overlook your Asian horror. Go out there, seek it out, read the subtitles. It'll be worth it. Hashtag alive, 8.25, number 16. And, Ricky, go ahead with yours, buddy.
4: I liked that one. Actually, I loved that one a lot, too. Nice. So, at number 15, coming in hot with another 8. I have His House by Remy oh, Weeks. Shit. Dude, fucking gut punching, emotionally heavy shit, awesome sound design, very cinematic, great acting, and just a fucking oppressive, like claustrophobic atmosphere that's like uh really fun. Like I said about a uh, 1922, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a prior so, episode, have fun so being dreary, y'all. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, have fun being dreary because this one is—it's heavy. This movie rotated out of my top twenty only because of something uh, Boston and I had talked about called recency bias. But man, I agree with you. This movie is fucking something else. Uh, it—it's it, about two. What are they? Um refugees or yeah, right. much
4: yep. like, like they're yep. like refugees from Africa and you've got like some cool African folk horror shit going on. It, it's, it's, I love it. It's yeah. They,
2: they, they moved to England and yes. um yep. they're kind of, they're kind of, you know, again, we see this time and again, but it, it is the case They they're fucking ridiculed and, and told to go back to where they come from this, that, and the other. And like, like, like Ricky's saying, you get the folk horror fucking element coming in and shit goes crazy.
4: Like, like I don't want to spoil anything, but like, God damn, like that was probably, that might've been the most feels that I got from from any movie
3: of last oh. year. So. See, I don't want to, co- I mean, I, I, I should probably take notes, but if I don't say this now, I'll forget. Um, this is one of the movies that, almost made my biggest disappointments because it oh, just, wow. it just did not resonate with me. I, I, I know a lot, I'm in the minority for sure. Cause I know a lot of people like this movie quite a bit, but I, I will say that the ending did well. I mean, it tied it together really nice for nicely for a lot of people, but it didn't save it for me, but no, I mean, I, 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 I know I'm in the minority. I completely agree on the things you say and how it's going to affect people a certain way but i just feel like i gotta pop in and just say this one just did not it work wasn't for me, you so. man yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, everybody's man. got those movies that it's
2: yeah. just like you watch yeah. it and yeah. it's like this ain't for me you know what I, that's
4: that's what i love ain't. about doing this yep. that's i i love i love hearing other opinions yeah yep. you know I, that's seriously that's like my favorite thing about doing this is meeting new people and
3: you know hearing opinions that differ from mine. Yeah. You know. I will say I that there was a couple scenes that were legitimately creepy. You know, I would say it goes with most horror fans nowadays. If you watch a lot of horror movies each year, there's going to be very very few that are even creepy to you let alone scare you. Right. This right. this did have some pretty legit scenes that you're like, "All right, I'm going to pull my feet up a little bit here for <laughs> the day, So
2: Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with my number 15 right here. This also doubles as my favorite creature feature, and I'm going to go ahead and say this now before I even jump into it. I will spoil something. So I'll warn people again when I get to it, but I will spoil something, and you'll have to close your ears or jump ahead like 10 seconds because it won't be long, but I will spoil. My number 15 is a science fiction action horror film that evolves into something a little closer to home on the nightclub and that's underwater. You know, this movie takes place. Guess where? Underwater. And then, uh, what is it? Underground or underwater fucking drilling platforms. And right. Like in the Marriott French. Yeah. It's like the deepest part of the ocean and they're doing (laughs) all kinds of shit down there, scientific and whatnot. And, you know, disturbing things peering into places they should not. And, it, it becomes a survival horror film where these characters are walking along the seabed basically to fucking find safety. And here you go. This is the spoiler warning. This is why this movie is the best creature feature. So if you don't want to hear skip ahead, 10 seconds, fucking Cthulhu yeah, awakens at okay. the end of this movie. That's all I'm going to say about that. So this movie gets a, a fucking strong eight point ten or eight out of 10 for me. I love Underwater a lot. I think it had a little bit more potential. I think it could have, you know, uh glummed a little bit less off of some of the movies it was paying homage to. That being said, it's still very much worth your time. That's my number 15.
5: Right on. I want to watch that now. Nice.
3: All right. Number 15 for Boss Tuna is a movie that a lot of people have been talking about. I really enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as some people have. I really have to appreciate the effort. I mean, talk about a chip off the old block. Brandon Cronenberg really knocked it out of the park with this one. Possessor comes in at Boss Tuna's number fifteen, and that is an eight point two five. It's a very unique story. It's it's it for some reason it kind of reminded me of Upgrade uh, from a year or two ago. Probably because it's going to be like that sci-fi kind of horror kind of deal. Yeah, it it was really good. Um, I I just. It didn't give me, I was, I was, let's just say I was hungry after watching the movie. It didn't fill me up. Could have been a little bit more, but still 8.25 is a very, very solid score. Brandon Cronenberg, he's young yet. He's going to make some pretty solid shit in the future.
2: Angel, now you join this conversation. The round table of our top 20 of 2020, babe, what is your number 15?
5: only because I've watched 15 in 2020, coming in hot <laughs> fucking 15, is Hubie. Oh, uh, yeah. Hubie. <laughs> and um, that is a five out of 10 because they did make a conscious effort in making the fucking movie. And uh, <sighs> we can move on to the next hey, fucking...
3: A five out of 10 for Adam Sandler movie is pretty good in the last 10 years, I'd say.
5: Yeah. Man. Well, you need Man. to watch Uncut Gems.
2: Yeah, you need to watch Uncut Gems, dude. No, but I'm
5: just saying,
3: like, compared to Jack and Jill and that kind of shit he's been putting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack and Jill's a disaster.
5: His serious (laughs) stuff is, uh, like, Spanglish and Uncut Gems. It's just it's a lot better than his other stuff.
2: Yeah, punch drunk love, man.
5: Yeah. That's it, though. I ain't got much to say about it.
2: That's it, cuh. That's it, cuh.
5: cuh.
3: All right, Ricky, bring us into your top 14. Oh, this better be a good one. Coming in hot. (laughs) <laughs>
4: with an eight, blood vessel by Justin Dix. god damn off Jump Street. I think this is the only vampire flick I've got on here. Um, dude, this is fun. The it's it's an awesome period piece. Like I love World War One and two stuff. Like I'm just kind of like a a, a a fucking nerd about that stuff. You're,
2: a, you're like a little Tom Hanks. You're obsessed with World War Two.
4: Sure, sure. Um the fucking set designs, the atmosphere, the makeup dude, the fucking creature and makeup effects on this are fucking killer. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh awesome like uh Eastern European like Russian folklore vampire shit going on. Stragooley. The the downside the characters are pretty one dimensional and way over the top and silly, but for this kind of movie because this is totally a just bruh just you know
2: fuck it movie
4: get a pizza you know order a pizza fucking crack open a case and just you know have fun you know feast your eyes enjoy it that's what th- this movie parties okay the so, <laughs> so party party on Wayne
2: because. This is a fucking eight. Well, my number 14 uh, has already been talked about. It's The Hunt.
3: Oh, the nice. The first nice. time we've got a repeat. All right.
2: Yep, The Hunt coming in at eight out of 10. Like, like Ricky was saying, this movie pokes fun at both sides. And in this crazy-ass time we're living in, like every time is crazy, you need a movie like this to come along and just fuck the paradigm up. Absolutely. And it's got a good paradigm fucker in it. Motherfucking Dennis from It's Always Sunny in yes. Philadelphia makes an appearance damn. in this movie, <laughs> and hilarious. I was so happy to see Glenn Howerton in, in in this film. Me too. Hillary Hillary Swank was amazing as yeah. uh what's her name Athena Stone. So yeah yeah yeah. And what's what's basically going on in this movie is that a bunch of leftists have kidnapped a bunch of right wingers and are hunting them down for sport. That's the premise of the film, and it from the very start of the movie. I was glued, man. Yes. I was I was blown away, too, by the end. Because the ending, oh, man, get ready. It's oh, yeah. knockdown, drag out. It's awesome. Rock the solid. Hunt, <laughs> the, uh, the, the hunt is more than rock solid, dude. This is a whole lot of love right here. Oh, yeah, it oh, is. Well, Or it's a lot of love. A lot of love. A lot That's, of love, yeah. Yeah, nightclub, uh, seven is um, a little love. Eight is uh, a lot of love. Nine is a whole lot of love. And ten, well, that's every inch of that's
3: our load. That's
2: right.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so coming in at number fourteen for Boss Tuna at an eight point five is my favorite vampire movie of the year. I am a huge period piece person when it comes to movies. I would say war movies are some of my favorite. Going back to Black Hawk Down. Uh, you. Saving Ryan's privates. I mean, I absolutely love. <laughs>
2: the that's that's a Val Venus joke.
3: <laughs> I am, I don't even know who that is. I am twinning with Ricky. I know how, it's why I love this son of a bitch. Uh, I'm twinning with Frayjon right now because blood vessel is coming in at my number fourteen. You you are you are spot on with what you're saying because they the characters are stereotypical and over the top. I mean, right. you get the Russian. Who's the sharpshooter? I love, I love how come, I'm like, where was this fucking boat going that they were on? Where it
4: just had this random ass group of people, like what? Yeah, what, what, but <laughs> yeah. it's not the t- like. Don't
3: think about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> right, right,
2: right, right. Oh, and, and that'll
3: fun. that'll set me off on a fucking tangent right there. We get people that nitpick shit like that. But anyway, right, right. no, the yeah, they they board this this boat some nefarious shit happens. You get vampires. I I, I love the vampires in this movie because yes. how many vampires, vampire movies do you see where you get vampires that look like this? Because you don't, this is very, I would say classic kind of almost in the monstrous realm, but very, very fun movie. This is on shutter. Check it out. It's, it's well worth it. It's going to be a fun ride. It's a short movie. The practical effects are off. Awesome. Yeah, blood vessel. You have to watch it. So, all right, uh, Ricky, why don't you go ahead and take us no, into no.
4: Angel? No, no, no. Angel,
3: sorry, I'm sorry, Angel. I'm here, <laughs> gone but not forgotten. I, I'm used to yeah, the, the bottom, anyways.
5: Um, mine is Gretel and Hansel,
3: Ooh.
5: and I gave it a six out of ten. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, it was okay.
2: That's the little girl from uh what 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 movie what show was she in or movie? I saw that one in the theater
3: actually before.
5: Oh, she was in it, right? She was uh Beverly, was she? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. she was. Yeah, and um, yeah, she did a good job. And um, whoever played the actual witch was she was pretty creepy. Uh, yeah, definitely worth a watch.
2: Yeah, the imagery in this movie, yeah. but from Oz Perkins, man, like God yeah. damn, yeah. I, Wait, it's, I, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. I would it's say really the imagery pretty. is the high point for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I agree hundred percent. I'm really not that far off from Angel on my rating. This, I can't remember who I had this conversation with. It was someone online, but this is my example of style over substance for 2020. I know totally. a lot of people are coming yeah. in really high on this, but no, I agree with Angel on that rating. It's pretty close to where I had it. I'm
4: checking mine right now. Cause that sounds about right for where I was.
2: And and I'll say it now, too. This didn't even make my top 20, but no. it was in my top 20 for a little while at the beginning of the year. And I, I right. echo Boss Tuna. It's style over substance. Um, there's not much story there. Not that there needs to be um, necessarily. We know the story of Gretel and Hansel. But, you know, if you're going to make a movie, give me a sort of fresh take. And, and right. visually, Oz Perkins did. But, yeah, lacking in um, the story.
5: Yeah. Like, I wanted to say, too, like, however, like, just because I rated it low, I am happy at the fact that that is, like, almost like an um an introductory horror movie to, like, younger kids.
2: Totally. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yes, because this is a PG-13 horror film. So yeah. Young, yeah. Younger, younger audiences would be introduced. And you're right. This would be a gr- – one day this will be someone's uh, Fright Night or Lost yeah. Boys, you know, Thank type film. Very
3: Someone's yummy.
4: gonna see this one day and and become a horror hound because mm-hmm. I, you know because of that because that imagery is super dark man. It's awesome. I'll, I'll always
3: remember this movie because it's one of the five movies I saw in the theater in 2020 before you know everything's shut down. So,
2: well, Ricky, man, bring us in with your number thirteen, the lucky number.
4: I have "Yummy" by Lars Du Moiseau. man, this is another one of those kind of like blood vessel just watch it have fun uh it's a fun zombie flick good gore good effects good comedy so some really standout comedy at certain points it's Um, fucking hilarious and and the liposuction scene that's all i have to say
2: (laughs) (laughs) this this movie didn't make my top 20 but it's again this movie it's got a lot to offer especially in the gore and funny department yeah and uh what what is it uh the the two main characters are a boyfriend and girlfriend and she wants a breast reduction reduction right
4: right right yeah because she's tired of getting ogled all the time
2: (laughs) right and and so they go to this hospital where there's a zombie outbreak super shady
4: eastern european plastic surgery there's a good chance we'll be
3: talking about this later so
4: gotcha oh um, All right, and one one more note: this movie has a super hot redheaded
3: antagonist. You, you love go.
5: the redheads, red, <laughs> Ricky, no, and the redheads. Redheads
3: are I, my redheads are my kryptonite. I'll tell you that right I, now. The I said head it head. in the ep-
2: I said it at the beginning of uh, Kaiju Giallo, one of our episodes on the nightclub. Uh, 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 a co-host with a fire crotch addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, he, loves, he loves that burning bush.
3: Side note, <laughs> sea fever. C- Ricky, have you seen Sea Fever? Yes, I have. That redhead in there is my yes. favorite of the year. Dude, She's, yeah, she's number know. one. Yeah, that's Red another one. of the was, year. That's another <laughs> one that was yeah. rotating
4: in and out, but didn't make my list. Uh, I'm also gonna, Same I'm a, here I'm, too.
2: I'm going to say this since it ain't in my top 20. Uh, this is my favorite zombie film of the year. Is yummy.
4: Oh, right on.
2: Yep. Well, um, um,
4: I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say this because I don't have another one after it. So this is my favorite zombie film of the year.
2: <laughs> my number 13, and it's appropriate that it's at number 13, 8.5 out of 10. I, I watched this one morning while I was waiting to well, waiting for work to start, and it completely took me by surprise. I didn't expect to enjoy this movie as much as I did. And to me, it gave off some very Evil Dead vibes based mainly on the type of supernatural possession and the look of the people possessed or person possessed in this film. What, you know what this one is, too?
4: This one almost Mm -hmm. made my list, too.
2: I know. Angel, you know what it is? Yeah. (laughs) Y'all both say it at the count of uh, three, two, one.
4: Exorcism at 60,000
5: feet. Oh, no. the oh, the cleansing hour. Oh, the cleansing
4: hour. That's right. All right. That's right. Exorcisms your number one. My bad. Yes. Do I get a yeah. prize?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, baby, wait till I get home. Um, the cleansing hour <laughs> comes in at number thirteen. This movie was so
3: I actually fun. really enjoyed that movie too. Yes. I love That's that bizarre. movie.
2: It's so unique to me. Um the 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 premise of a YouTuber, a priest or, or an exorcist rather, YouTuber. Who has all these people hooked to his channel and watching him week in and week out, go ahead and exercise the demons out of, you know, whoever the fuck he has on his show until shit gets real. And I mean, really, real.
4: really real.
2: I'm going to stop talking about this movie um, at this moment because I don't know who else might have it. But 8.5 out of 10, that's my first 8.5 of the evening at number 13 is The Cleansing Hour.
3: Okay, so I am going to carry on that sentiment of an 8.5 at my number 13 with Tebu, And it's funny because I've listened to probably close to 10. I know we're coming out a little bit late this year. Well, shit. What was it, Tibu? Last year we put our end-of-the-year episode out in July. <laughs> so, yep. So no, yeah, we're, it was we're,
2: it was Christmas in July, basically. Yeah, on the pretty much, horse, yes, so. yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I mean, even still, we're coming out a little bit late compared to others. But I have not heard this movie talked about. Now, in fact, on I'll say I think it was a Twenty Two Shots podcast. I heard this movie getting shit on, and it was a huge boner killer because I was kind of a little bit sad. But this is another Shutter original. It's an 8.5 at my number 13. I loved it. There's a lot of movies that had penis scenes in it, particular penis mutilation slash cutoff. Sure. And this is kind of a possession, whatnot movie. This is one of those I was talking about earlier where the comedy actually really worked for me. And this is porno. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was funny. Nice. It it really did. I heard some people saying it didn't really give the give you the aesthetic of of the '90s or whatnot. I think it did. The only I thing is, it totally, is it didn't yeah. give you that grainy. I mean, the, the it, it it was a good. I would say maybe production value, but it didn't give you that grainy type of 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 look.
2: If it would have been shot like VFW, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it
3: was shot like VFW, it'd be way different. But yeah, I mean, everything else was you know, right there with it. Some scenes made me laugh. I mean, they're, they're typical high school kids. I mean, granted, they look like they're 30 in the movie, but still, I I, I loved it. I was able to relate. It was a really fun movie. I mean, check it out. Porno 8.5, number 13. I really enjoyed it.
4: Growing up around a bunch of um, Christian punk rockers and stuff back in Mamu, uh, the drummer (laughs) character projectionist really resonated with me. He was was a lot of fun oh yeah i'll say the imagery like in the porno itself in the movie if the if the whole movie somehow was just that it it could have made my top five because yeah. i yeah. love that fucking imagery so much yes. it's got like some like vintage occult bdsm shit and i'm just like whoa
3: yeah and yeah. Kept, and, and the characters awesome. yeah they're very good with the characters and you get one character the gay character is, is I don't want to give anything away, but you're like what? I, I mean, it was it was it was great because they were like smashing stereotypes, and it was right, kind right. of it, it was funny. I really I thought it was pretty well done. So, Angel, uh, what do you have for your take us home? Take us home to our number thirteen.
5: Um, that would be the Invisible Man. Hey, a seven out of ten.
2: The Invisible Man. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. It's we? got my
5: bitch from uh like,
2: <laughs> the, handma- the Handmaid's the My tale?
5: bitch right there. She's a real one. Offred <laughs> <All> <it's laughs> up in this movie. And I know I just I um, she's a really good actress. I appreciate her a lot. However, the, um because this is a remake, mm-hmm. it is a remake, right?
2: Yo, totally. And like a yeah. third or fourth,
3: yeah, yep. Yeah, I liked times. it
5: more than the 2000s one that we the watched. The Hollow Man. Yeah, man with it. Kevin Bacon. Yep, but okay. when Let's I went, I don't know. Like when I went into this movie, you didn't know if this. Uh, well, never mind. That's spoilers. I'm not gonna. Oh, oh. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> we, I
2: will say though, we 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 enjoyed this movie so much. We did rewatch it.
5: Yeah, it was good. There, there, there's something about it that I don't like. That I wish it was a little different. But I'm not gonna say anything because it's a spoiler. But um, you should definitely give it a watch offered whatever her name is she's a really good actress and um the guy was a really good actress
4: i was impressed with the what
5: i was impressed with the
4: performances yeah and i liked i liked the sound design a lot and some of the cinematography but the uh i don't know man just something was losing me like off and on throughout the movie and it it really Yeah. yeah i don't know it just wasn't holding maybe it was a pacing issue it just it just did not like, like I had, I felt like I was having to put too much effort into following, keeping an interest, and keeping interest in something yeah. that was ultimately not worth it. So,
5: all
3: right, Ricky, what is your number twelve?
4: Number twelve, and this one's been getting brought up a lot tonight. At an eight, I have VFW by Joe Bigos. We have a dope ass '80s grindhouse throwback. Fucking amazing cast, fun, violent romp of a siege movie. Dora Madison is a fox, and one of the coolest deaths of the year, in my opinion. There's a there's a flagpole kill, and it's, it's fucking amazing. I was just flag, like,
2: America, flag, flagpole, yeah. flagpole down the gullet, dude.
4: Yeah, this this one is like assault on precinct 13 and escape from new york on fucking on hype i was gonna say on crack but it's on hype instead because, <laughs> it's on know, the hype. It's, and it's another one and i find that like these are the types of movies that really shined for me these year this this year last year were the ones that it's just like dude like turn off your brain stop thinking about it just sit down and enjoy what you're watching you know I think a lot
2: of people needed that kind of movie this year, to be honest with you.
4: I did. I definitely did. Anywho, VFW, check it out. It's on Shutter.
2: This movie, my number 12, you can find on – I think this is on Prime for free. If not, I know you can rent it. But this movie's coming in at an 8.5, and it's starring the guy that created Facebook, right? He made Facebook, didn't he? Zucker- Zuckerberg?
5: Mark yeah, Zucker- Zuckerberg?
2: Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, he's in this movie – and um, he, he's, trying to buy, he's trying to buy a house, and um, he's, with his, he's with his fiance, his wife, whatever they are, and they meet this very odd salesman, very odd salesman, who takes them to this very green neighborhood. And when I say green, I don't mean they're like energy-conscious people with sun panels and all that shit. <laughs> I mean it's all green. And it all looks the same. It's like Tim Burton just shit the green color all over the fucking neighborhood from Edward Scissorhands.
4: And drew the fucking clouds in the sky while he was at
2: it. Yeah, a very <laughs> artificial neighborhood. The film I'm talking about, my number 12 is Vivarium. I fucking love where this movie goes. This couple buys this home or they're interested in buying this home in this green ass neighborhood where everything is cookie cutter, looks the same. And they find out very soon that they can't leave no matter how they try. They drive around. They try to hop fences. They cannot leave this neighborhood. They're stuck there in vivarium. And what happens after they figure out that they're stuck there? Well, I'm not going to say it. The whole movie. The
3: ending of this movie is its strength, in my opinion.
2: I agree. I agree 100%. The third act. The The ending is is where I loved it.
4: Yeah. When shit gets really real, and y'all know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna third, say the it. The third
3: act is where it's at.
2: I'm gonna say it a little bit. It gets it gets otherworldly, interdimensionally cosmic. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's kind of cosmic. But but what this movie's really there's some
4: existential themes there.
2: Well, that's and that's what I was gonna say. What Vivarium is really all about is existential dread and aging. That's and and, and what it means to be a worker, a worker type in a middle class striving towards middle class society that we have in America the american Part of the dream high mind, boy. it's that it's movie a lo- made
5: me sad like i just felt sad
2: there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on in vivarium that's why it gets an eight, a strong 8.5 uh, i mean the performances are all great uh, it's again prime go see it. it it's i think it's on there
4: i have one thing to say about that cuz it's not on my list woof 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 Woof, woof, woof. Oh,
1: that, <laughs> oh, man.
4: I was
3: do- doing what, that dude. shit at work for like forever after I saw
5: that. <laughs> I'm going to no. slap the fuck out of that kid. The best,
3: the best part about that movie is how the directors and filmmakers made you feel about that fucking kid. Because there's not a right. single person on this planet that did not want to just fucking drop kick him.
4: Straight right. up. I was like, kill him. Kill it. Yep. It's an yes. it. Kill
5: it. Chill it. Yes.
2: God damn it. <laughs> like, but then I'm
5: feeling fr- sympathy at the same time because it's not that freaking kid's fault. It's I don't know.
2: I, 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 I yeah, I'm on the other side where I wouldn't have drop kicked that kid at all. Oh,
5: I, I, I would have, and then I would have hugged him, you know? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I would have I would have just been a, a murderer and
6: a yep.
2: scumbag. I yep, I'm, been like I'm with Ricky. Scared. I'm with Ricky. So, so I'm the be- I'm the best person on this show. So, uh, Boston, you you are the moral high ground. ground. (laughs) Okay, so
3: (laughs) my my number twelve is coming in at an eight point five, which is the norm apparently uh, right now. This movie is only streaming on Hulu, and I knew I was going to like it. If anybody knows the type of movies that I'm really drawn to, it's the isolationist, the end of the world feeling alone and then you throw in some otherworldly alien shit, sign me up. This is a Russian effort, and it's called Sputnik. And this is going to go in as my favorite creature feature of the year. And it's not because the creature itself was anything special. It's the, without giving any kind of spoiler, it's how the creature comes and goes, maybe.
4: Yeah, I would say yeah,
3: and just—it's like the lore behind it, right? Like
4: yes, yeah, That's so. I cool. have
2: not seen this film, and I want to. I'm just put putting that out there Ooh, right now.
4: Okay,
2: yeah. So, so this, this is going to. I want to shut yeah. down that creature feature talk right now because I didn't know that there was going to actually be aliens in it. Oh shit!
4: God. well. They're, you know what? If you read the description, it's spoiler. In- <laughs> Travis gets a hard on.
5: It's, for it's not a films. spoiler. <laughs> I'm
4: going to
6: tell
3: you right now.
2: Yeah.
3: I am the I am the person that most hates spoilers, probably out of the four of
2: us. Nope. Yeah. I promise you, I get mad. <laughs>
3: okay, okay. Well, anyways, without giving anything else away, it's there. There's a lot of things about this movie that really, really work, and it's a lot more than what I am explaining it to be because there's parts of this movie that are going to be just like a drama. It's going to be a character study, but there's also parts of it that are going to make you be like, okay, then you have the whole third act, which the the whole movie builds up to you trying to figure out what's going to happen at the end. How's the third act going to play out? And there's certain characters in there that are going to show their true colors Sputnik is 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 a very very good film. I'm I'm more than happy that I was able to see it. It's an 8.5. It's it's on Hulu. It's free. Check it out. That's my number 12.
5: Okay. Well, me and Travis are pretty much on the same level for Vivarium. That's my number 12, and I had a seven out of 10. Nice. And I kind your- of discussed a lot of that. What, Trav?
2: What was your uh? <laughs> I forget how you said it. It was, it was a scene involving a car, and you were like, "I would totally just." Oh man, I can't, I can't say it without oh. saying anything.
5: Oh, when they dancing? Yeah. Oh no! I just, yeah.
2: She, like no. Angel, okay. Know. So in the in this film, to to give a a small, tiny nugget away that happens right after the couple just figures out they can't leave this neighborhood. They they had they they find out that they have a baby on their doorstep that grows rapidly. Wolf wolf wolf. This is the kid <laughs> we were talking about that that uh the other three, not me, would kill instantly almost because they're all they're all they're all mindless savages. Nah, apparently. I
5: just said I would slap it around with, 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 and then I would hug it.
2: Yeah, I love I, well, I loved Hear me you, and love me, right? Yes. <laughs> I love that we, that we both enjoyed this movie so much. We uh rewatched it. As well, I think, like, this movie, I think we saw twice together, so. Yeah. Um, awesome. What, you gave it a seven out of ten? Yeah. I didn't
5: like, I didn't like the ending, and I did like the movie as a whole, but it made me very sad because. I like the
2: ending. Yeah, I I love the ending.
5: Yeah, I'm, I don't know, not crazy about it. It
4: resonated with me. I mean, it, yeah, it, it it gets you feeling kind of, kind of
2: cosmic, but, uh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> kind of melancholy. Every agree- time the
3: word cosmic comes up, take a drink,
2: right? I do. I do. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the penultimate before our number ten.
5: Wait, I fucking- thought we were at eleven. Oh, we're at eleven.
2: Pin ultimate before oh, our number ten.
3: Okay, yes.
5: Oh, excuse yes.
2: us. Ricky, number eleven, man. Bring bring some fucking thunder right now, dude.
4: Eight point five. This is my first eight point five, by the way. I had a lot of fucking eights. Um, The Empty Man by David Pryor.
3: I wanted to see this one.
4: Okay. So this movie had marketing issues, but it was probably smart marketing issues because if you watch the trailer for this, you do not get that this is a cerebral, existential, occult noir. Okay. Oh, yeah. You do not get that. I was thinking that this was going to be like some goofy, teeny bobber poo poo, but goddamn! Like, and,
5: and, <laughs> but goddamn! Goddamn!
4: <laughs> it even, even kind of plays on that concept a little bit, but in an interesting way. I mean, I'm not going to explain because it would be too much. And I, 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 I spoilers.
2: I'm um, going to say it right now, I, I, because of recency bias, this movie's not on my list because I just watched this movie, but. God damn this movie! Oh,
4: you you did watch it?
2: I did watch it.
4: Oh nice, yeah man. Um, the Empty Man, bro. It's cerebral, existential as fuck. So anyway, the Empty Man, eight point five, dude. This movie is cinematic as fuck, and there's some scenery porn in there, man. Like some dope ass Tibetan shit. Like, like yeah, man. Like check out the Empty Man. It, it's it's worth checking out if those three words or those four words excuse me cerebral existential occult noir i'm trying to stay away from the c word as much as i can <laughs> if those if those four words intrigue you check out the empty man and give it time
2: it, but, it would it it would be in my top 20 if i hadn't just watched it i, I you know like i i didn't want to put it right in there because it, it was so strong but yeah, it's that right. good it's that good man
4: that's that's the main reason I stopped watching 2020s because <laughs> I was like, I don't want that, like you guys are saying, that recency bias. Bias, yeah.
2: Well, my number 11, before we get into our top 10, is a, another film that uh, Angel, uh, Angel and I uh, rewatched. Uh, she mentioned it. My number 11 is The Invisible Man. This is the big Hollywood blockbuster horror film of the year, whatever you want to call it. But for me, this movie did something pretty fucking cool. It made me paranoid, watching the screen, looking in every corner like a hereditary did, yeah like or like Ari Aster trained me to do look in every corner and see everything I can possibly see, knowing what's going on or what might be going on <laughs>
1: right
2: I, I think I think that invisible man is it's it, it, it it's that type of horror blockbuster that you want mainstream audiences to watch because it, it, it toes the it toes the horror line, but it, it also stays firmly in a dramatic mystery area where a lot of mainstream audiences would rather stay. Oh, this was on Angel's List, it's on mine, it's at number eleven for my top twenty out of forty-nine films I saw, only forty-nine, but look, I I, I sifted through what a lot of people said they liked and I think this movie is in a, a very appropriate place. God damn, the tension this film builds, man! And Audrid,
6: offering
2: stuff. She's great in this movie, man. She, really she is. is. She yeah. is really amazing. Uh, best. I would, say, the, I
4: would say she's the strong point, actually.
2: The, she's my favorite female performance of the year. Uh, favorite actress of, of, right of the year performance. Right so, on. coming in at number eleven. Invisible Man, eight point five out of ten.
3: Before busting into Bostuna's top ten, I really wanted this to be in my top ten. Speaking of recency bias, I saw this movie last night actually, and I held off on watching it because I I, I knew there was a handful of heavy hitters that I had to get in. And
2: I I, I know what this is. You don't know what it is. No. No. Guess. Oh. I don't want to guess. Okay, no. go okay. ahead.
3: I knew with my type of tastes in film. I'm actually gonna take a drink because I just said You just said film.
2: Yes. Drink I that fucking shit. I took a drink.
3: My taste in movies. <laughs> I knew I was gonna like it and I really wanted to see it sooner, but it it it's you have to rent it. It's a difficult movie to see without renting it. I watched it and Long story short, I had a late night last night. I was like, God, should I start it? Should I not? And I was like, fine, I'll watch half of it tonight, half of it tomorrow night. I stayed up last night really late, and I watched the whole movie. And after the movie, I was like, what's next? I was ready to go. This This movie got me amped up, and I was like, I'm not even tired. This also has my death of the year. So I'm going to tell you right now, Boss Tuna's number 11 is rating an 8.5. It has my death of the year. And it's a nice little movie that takes place in a very simple setting in the woods. I know what it is. It's in a cabin, only focuses on a handful of characters. And the movie is called Hunter... Hunter. <laughs> I, I
2: totally know.
4: I knew yeah. where I I it was.
3: It was it. Word.
4: I'm going to be talking about this one later. So I'll save what I have to say. I I heard.
3: Have, <laughs> I've heard people that like this. I've heard people that don't like this. And the people that don't like this, I've heard what you say you don't like about it. And I call bullshit, bullshit. on it. Yeah, yes. bullshit. Because bullshit. you're not going to fucking pick this shit. movie apart. This movie is excellent. God
4: damn, it's so. I mean,
3: you you can't even talk about this movie without giving certain things away about which characters live, which characters die, right? But let's just all say that all characters, the acting was phenomenal. The characters were all very believable. From a guy that lives, well, was born and raised in the middle of nowhere in northern Minnesota, spends a lot of time in the middle of nowhere hunting and fishing. There are people like this. Totally, I, I have friends that live in Alaska. There's, there's people that do this kind of stuff. It was all believable with me. Um, I don't want to go any further because I, I mean, it, it was phenomenal. The ending was perfect. I loved it. The, the last kill was my favorite.
2: That's
3: so good. Boom. Yep. That's all I got to say about that.
2: Says <laughs> Forrest Gump. All right, babe. Number eleven. What you got?
5: Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> oh
3: yes. Shit. Yes.
5: Yeah, let's see what I rated that one. Um I gave it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Um, um I liked it. I can't say much about it without giving things away. That certain particular type of movie is not my favorite type of movie, but it definitely kept my interest and it was um it was really good and the ending kill is um pretty fantastic.
2: <laughs>
5: <So>.
2: <laughs> nice. All right, Ricky, start us off, man. We're finally here. I got to take a one more swig of, of the real stuff, okay? So, this, re- this
3: reminds me of I don't know if there's any uh, Faith More fans out there, but Fuck their yeah. song, The Real Thing. The this real thing. is The Real Thing. Hell yeah. Taking, man. He's taking a sip of The Real Thing.
2: <laughs> What's your number 10, my dude? Wolf of Snow Hollow.
3: Oh, I oh love
2: shit. 8.5, Jim
4: Cummings. My boy, damn, Cummings, my boy bro. directed, acted, did the damn thing, bro. This movie is so much fun. There's an awesome little mystery that unfolds. Scenery porn, again, that's always points for me. Great performance by Jim Cummings. Goddamn, like, he was both comedic and heartbreaking. Like, I felt, like, I just felt the fucking tension and stress in this man, with it, with the bullshit, with his dad and his daughter and everything oh, else.
2: Oh, everything! And
4: I mean, dude, like it's it's equal parts hilarious and dark. That this movie is fucking awesome. I don't want to say anything else because I don't want to give shit away. Because everyone, everyone who likes movies should watch this one. Let alone, fuck yeah,
2: fuck yeah. This I is got,
4: this is a killer movie, bro.
3: I have to interject. Because as soon as you said the title of this, I'm like, oh, yeah, where's that on my list? And then I'm looking at my sacred text where every single horror movie I watch, whether it's old or new, is written in here. I fucked up. I watched this movie. I letterboxed this movie. But I did not write it in the sacred text, and oh. I used the sacred text oh. to do my list. I've some of that myself. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so fucking pissed at myself right now. I will right. be putting it in here, but just to give you a heads up, if, this, if I were to go back and redo my list, this would come in at my number 17. Okay, right on. And it would have knocked off my number twenty, which is nobody sleeps at night, because I would have given this and given this an eight point two five. So motherfucker,
2: I like that it still made your list, though. Fuck uh, nobody yes. sleeps. Yeah, don't sleep in the woods, bitches. You got warned because there's a wolf in Snow Hollow. Yes. I just wanted to say I, I was really
4: impressed with the uh, supporting actress as well. I like how she was like passive aggressive, but like tough and smart, like all at the same time. She was just a, she was an interesting character.
3: So again, I'm 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 really pissed. It, this is a reoccurring theme with me because every year I fuck something up that should have been I did, in my list. I
4: I forgot I left my number seven out, and I had to go at the last like the last couple of weeks. I was like, oh shit, that's I got to figure out where that is, and I had to go fucking rearrange yep. all kind of y'all.
2: Y'all are some unorganized bitches, man. Well,
4: I actually I accidentally deleted a big chunk of my 2020 list.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, see,
3: I I purposely try to do my list last minute because it's, like you said, I mean, you could do it one day and it's going to change the next. I'm like, just going to run through it. But as far as Wolf of Snow Hollow goes, as I said, that would have clocked in easily at my number 17. This is another one of those rare movies where the comedy really worked with me. I actually, believe it or not, I saw this movie on someone's list as their worst of the year and it it blew my mind for me the the biggest strength of this movie besides the phenomenal ending and the swerve that you get is the character jim cummings is one of my favorite characters if if i had to say my best actor of the year it would be jim cummings in this in this role because he played a sheriff he played a son of a sheriff who's I mean, you'll have to watch the movie to figure out that. Right. Alcoholic, single dad, and the comedy of this was, was awesome because it, it felt re- it felt real. It really did feel like this is going to happen. I mean, he's fighting with the fact of there's a werewolf running around my town. How do I keep – I mean, it, it was real-life situation. This isn't like a over-exaggerated, over-the-top kind of werewolf movie. I mean, it, it grounded right. it in reality. And for that, I absolutely loved it. And yes. what really polished this off was what happens at the end, really, mm. uh, in the character. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this. This was this was a fantastic film, and I I'm gonna take a sip because I said film again. But I'm I'm even more pissed that I <laughs> screwed this up and it didn't make my list. Uh,
2: oh shit!
4: Um, so I cheated with my best actor award. Um, and I gave it to two, and this guy is one of them. So oh, nice! That.
3: I love it! I love it! Yep.
4: And uh
3: Yeah, he he was the whole dog and pony show of this whole thing. And
4: my my next best actor that I'm going to talk about is the same deal. Writer, director, and lead actor.
2: I know and what that is.
3: I was going to say, I think I've got a couple ideas too.
2: I have one idea and I know what it is. Coming in at number 10, my top 10 of 2020. This movie I saw not too long ago, um, but long enough ago that I, I, I've, I've thought about it and by the end of the film, especially with the ending song, I was in, like, I don't know, some sort of weird high, man. Like, I was – and I don't mean with Herbal Enchantments. I was just blown away by this this movie, the the performance from the, the, uh, the main actor, the main actress as well. Coming in for me at number 10 with an 8.5 out of 10, and I've got a few more of these 8.5s. Oh, wait. One more 8.5. My number 10 is Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah, bro. Fuck. The film opens with Russell Crowe killing his wife and her lover and burning the house down. And the next day, this mother and her son are driving through traffic and cut him off. That's how this film starts.
3: You know, the best part about that movie is, first off, I have to say, I am so glad to see this on a list because I agree this is awesome. It's not on my list, but I really did enjoy it. Same. I, I I will say that I really enjoyed the fact that for a snippet, this movie f- made you feel sorry for him. And you're like, yep. oh, he's not that bad of a guy. And then it flips a script and that's where he, is where that, he
2: comes in. He, he's way too intelligent. And, and this is, again, this is one of those movies where you've got to turn your brain off a little bit because of how – deep this guy goes into fucking with the woman that cut him off in traffic like he russell Crowe, is fighting around the world yeah. and going and going way deep <laughs> the shit he yeah i did that for you the shit he manages to pull off is insane okay i will say though that that i don't think it's outside the realm of
3: possibilities when you factor in i mean he was probably close to well, I don't know if this is going to be spoiler territory or not, but he was probably close to killing himself. And then right. this event happened, and he's like, I'm going to finish it off.
2: But because it's, it's, it's his level of processing, how am I going to, to systematically fuck with this woman? And, and the lengths he goes to, it's like, who who can do that that is an average human being and make it like – I looked at it a, differently. Yeah.
3: I don't want to cut I mean finish what you're saying. I didn't, well, I didn't I, mean to cut you off.
2: Is he is he like a fucking CIA agent? I mean goddamn. No, like,
3: so I looked at it as he he did that deed and he knew that after he did that it was game over. He's done, dad, he's going to get caught and whatever. I think what happened was is that incident with the mother and the son and then his whole thing was I'm going down but I am going to make them learn a lesson out of this because he was like, I don't think you know what a bad day is. And his whole thing was (laughs) I'm going to make you realize and know what a bad day is. So I think he was like, if I'm going down, I'm going to make them realize what a bad day is and teach them a lesson. I think that's ultimately what his undertone was.
2: I I agree with that. I'm saying the, 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 the way he played it out, like Ricky, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like what he went through to make this happen. You you're saw saying, the film, right? You're
4: saying, yeah, you're saying, like, just his knowledge and his skill set yes. of being able to do all the yes. things that he did is maybe, in, in, in maybe a timely, requires a little more explanation.
2: It, well, not requires, but I, 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 I suspect. Or is
4: expected, right.
2: I, I suspect that he had prior training as a private detective or something, something.
4: And I thought the same thing. I said maybe this guy was, like, in security or – you know, the FBI or but just, the best you know,
2: part
3: is, is you don't know.
4: And it doesn't
1: no, matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And right. it
2: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, but I'm saying I was like, damn dude, like on the fly based on, on, on your premise. And I think is the, the correct premise is that he didn't expect to do this, right. but he, he, but he did it and he did it masterfully. Like, like, like he did it before kind of, it's like, God dude, Russell Crowe fucked shit up. So yeah, that my number 10 of 2020 is unhinged. That's yeah. an 8.5 out of 10.
3: Ricky, do you know what a motherfucking courtesy <laughs> tap is?
2: Oh, yeah. You know what
3: a courtesy tap is? <laughs> That's I like
2: like when he starts from trying to film. explain
4: it to the boy, too. He's just like, he's like,
3: yep. you know what courtesy tap.
2: <laughs> okay, That's so. That's the takeaway from the film courtesy tap all yes. the fucking time. Just and, don't be a dick.
4: And, car- carry, and carry in your vehicle, guys. Come on.
3: Yes. Love thy neighbor. That, too, yes. Yeah, yep. both of those. Love Your Neighbor and Cherry Firearms. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking into the top 10 for Boss Tuna's list is a movie we've talked about three times already. One of my favorite parts of this movie has not yet been mentioned, and that is who was cast as our characters. This movie is a gritty, grimy nice. thrill ride with one of my favorite actors. I had not known of this actor until i saw him and i want to say it was what 2009's avatar oh nice! steven lang is a badass i yeah, even back then was like 60 years old and was a white-haired ripped badass he is the exact same character in this you pair him with fred williamson i mean and, and like everybody else, Norm from Cheers, man. Come yeah, on. It's such <laughs> yes. A killer fucking cast, man. Yes, hey, and
2: and it makes sense because they're in a bar. Right. Exactly. right yeah. Right. right yeah.
3: <laughs> that ties it all together. This movie was a hell of a lot of fun. If you guys notice a theme of of at least where you can see these movies this year, it's it's got to be with Shudder. This is another Shudder original. VFW is Boss Tunis number 10. And I rate that an 8.75. So You need to check this out. This movie is over the top. It's gory. You have some characters that are great. I mean.
4: And you've got some throwaways.
3: Yep. VFW is a gory over the top gore fest. That is, is you're going to be well worth your time checking this out. And that's my number 10.
2: Fucking a man. So for everyone that's uh, a frequent listener of the nightclub, you know that every once in a while, Angel and I's kids wake up and fuck everything up. And uh, <laughs> and uh Angel has to leave. So right now, Angel is not here, but I have her list. Fear not. So until she returns, if she returns, I will be uh, running down her list for her. So at number 10, Angel has, at a 7 out of 10, we summon the darkness. I'm oh. not going to talk I'm not going to talk about it for her. So we'll save it. Um I'm just going to run down her list cuz I don't know what to say for her. That's her right. opinions. So Angel has We Summon the Darkness at 8 at uh, her number 10, 7 out of 10. I think you can watch this on uh Netflix, right? I haven't seen this one. It's on no. Netflix.
3: I
4: saw it on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, but I saw it.
2: Yeah, I I I've, I've, I've seen it too. It, it didn't make my list, but uh johnny knoxville there's a came- and-
4: okay well i was gonna say there's a cameo there that might be spoiler to some people but oh no, no. But the, John- the cameo johnny- is the high point for me for sure
2: me, me too and and yeah he, he damn it's like i wish He's he would have had a bigger role yeah. in this movie yeah totally um so yeah that's angels number 10 we summon the darkness ricky what is your number nine
4: That is Random Acts of Violence with an 8.5 by J. Baruchel. Bruchel. Bruchel, okay. (laughs) I can't pronounce these names. Dude, like, this one's fun. It's thought-provoking. It's got an awesome, like, comic book feel to it and some literal comic book imagery that's a lot of fun. Tetrarch
3: Um, or whatever. Petrarch. Yeah. uh, Yeah. um,
4: it's violent gory it's the only slasher that shows up on my list i'm i'm not Ooh. huge on slashers as well um but once in a while you know some of them pop up and you know surprise me um great visuals i love the score good sound design and for me a shit ton of rewatch value because last time i watched it i noticed that there was actually a double sided dildo on the killer's uh, kitchen table, oh my God. and I was <laughs> like, "Okay, I was like, awesome, guys, that's that's awesome, like that's that's great." So you know, random. It, acts he clearly violence.
3: wasn't wasn't married.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my number nine for the night. So I'm gonna catch a lot of hate from people out there who love hate movies that everyone else says they hate. Yeah, but I mean, but I love this movie, and it came along at the right time. Mm. yeah mm. what is it ricky what
4: castle fracas.
2: it is yeah okay, 8.5 yeah, out 18.
4: of 10 wow what? that's your number nine no 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 but i'm just saying like like it came it came at the right time for me basically oh, oh
2: for sure oh well you more so than me but i'll, I'll just so i'll speak briefly on it um this is a remake of a 1995 Stuart Gordon film, one of Ricky's favorite directors. My this favorite is
4: a film by one of my favorite directors.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is a Lovecraftian cosmic horror film. It's the it's like the trifecta horror, Lovecraft, cosmic. Here we go, boom. Yeah, but this movie this movie has some bad acting. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, straight up,
4: some bad acting, some stupid, poorly written characters. Cats because out of the of- bag. It's not a masterpiece, anyway. No, it's- I'm in a row you.
6: My bad.
2: <laughs> no, you know you're right. You're I'll t- right. It's
3: I'll the- tell you what. When I when I wrote my review, I was just looking at it here in Letterboxd. I didn't really say anything about the acting. I mean, I don't think the acting's top notch, but I don't think I took anything away from the movie either.
2: Well, I think it could have benefited from some better acting, but the story I enjoyed, and I liked the different take. Yeah. So th- this film has a blind girl inheriting a castle. That's the premise, and in this castle is a freak. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go, <laughs> I'm not gonna go yeah. into what this freak is, but let's just say this film involves yeah. the Necronomicon, Yog Sothoth, and um, Yog a, a, a certain Mister West in a in a after credit scene, and if you know about Reanimator. <laughs> then you know what Dude, I'm talking about. I don't know about.
3: if I saw the after credits scene now. I'm going to have to get, yeah, cause this is on shutter. I might have to go and check that. after credits
2: This scene. is it's a shutter crazy. exclusive film. So yeah. Castle freak on shutter 8.5 out of 10. T Number nine of 2020. I'll be uh, touching
3: on that one later.
2: <laughs> I figured I figured.
3: Well, you can touch T nine inch after I go with my, Oh yeah. Yeah. After I go with my number nine here. This is lower on my list than a lot of others. I did think the movie was very effective. The only thing I would have to say is that I was looking for a little bit more. Brian Bertino is basically four for four for me because okay, I, I enjoyed. I lost. Yep. the You're thinking that was my number one.
2: I thought that when you saw this movie, that this would be your number one of the year.
3: Okay. So my, my number nine is dark and the wicked. I will say, I've got a funny story with this. So long story short, the wife and I remodeled our basement. We had a, just a regular, I mean, it was, it was an unfinished basement. We finished it and we put a huge 75 inch TV, I think down there and whatnot. So certain movies I'll go down there to watch because that, our, you you could watch a movie at one o'clock in the afternoon or at midnight, and you won't know the difference because it's so dark down there. So I saved this movie. I told Tibu part of the reason we bumped the show back is because I did not see this movie, and I was like, we cannot do this list without me seeing this movie. So to wrap up my long-winded story, uh, I got back from my camping trip, and I knew I was going to watch this movie. I rented it on. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I had to rent it on Amazon prime and I started, I want to say at nine o'clock at night, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, do you want to watch this movie with me? She hates horror movies. She never watches any of them. with me. So she knew I was watching a horror movie and I watched the movie about a half hour. in. I hear some stomping going around upstairs. I'm like,
2: what the now, fuck? Now,
3: now, now my ears are like perked up. I'm like, that fucking bitch is purposely going to come try to scare me. So <laughs> the next half hour of the movie, I'm looking back behind me because I'm facing a wall and the stairs to the basement <clears throat> behind me. And I was ex- fully expecting her to come down and scare me. So that nice. even played even more into this movie. Right. The movie is, I would say, out of all the movies I saw this year, this is in the top two or three scariest. Yes. Anybody that I agree. watches a shitload of movies, you're gonna be hard pressed to get a movie that actually scares you and creeps you out. Right. This was one of those rare movies with me. It did freak me the fuck out. However, I know this was on a lot of people's top three to even number one movie. I just think that there wasn't enough there to 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 get me to that point. I will say that it's a very concise tight movie because there's only a handful of characters there's a lot of shit that goes down but for me it it i mean oh, it, it, oh there, there's a lot i want to talk about with this but that it can't
4: Lefty, you hungry that, yeah. that's, that's how i felt about it too i was like man yes. i just I, I, yeah
3: the, the very so i mean there's one character's death one character leaves and that was probably my favorite part of the movie is how that one character died that left. Right. But the very, very end of the movie, I was like, Oh, come on. Like, like, come on, give me a little bit more. And, and it didn't. And, and that's why it's only, only, as I say, coming in at my number nine, uh, and the dark and the wicked is Boston's number nine at 8.75. Very, very good movie. Scary as fuck. And you have to check it out.
2: Well, for angel, her number nine, is a 7.5 out of 10, and it's The Lodge. Oh. That's that's Angel's number nine. Can't speak for her. She's not here. Maybe she's coming back. We'll have to see. Ricky, what is your number eight, sir?
4: All right, so this one's going to throw uh, everyone for a fucking loop. This one, this one's a lot of people would say that's not a fucking horror movie, but I would say it's horror-adjacent. Um, because of the existential themes, the dark, claustrophobic atmosphere. Um, and this one is I'm Thinking of Ending Things with an
2: 8.5. I wish I would have watched this fucking movie, I don't know movie, if I've even heard of that. It's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. And think, I'm directed. Thinking of
3: Ending Things?
2: Yes. Yeah. No shit. I don't, I've never, direct, I don't know if I've heard of that. I, I've heard a lot about this. Damn. It's
4: directed by Charlie Kaufman. Um, damn it, it did come down a little at first this was like a nine um but as i thought about it um it did come down a little bit based on like a rewatch value type of thing but this this movie is you know for anyone who's ever been out there questioning reality like what's what's real what's not um one second my dog wants to go potty um I'll take him out in a minute. Um, so you know, questioning reality—what's real? Where, where, where does someone else's thoughts and feelings end, and yours begin? Um, I, hear you, I hear you, bro. Okay, I'm, I'm just, just give me a second. You're derailing me, man. <laughs> Your dog's derailing you. Um,
2: I hear him back there too. He's like. Oh, oh.
4: That's what he does, bro. He just looks at me with those little eyes and wags and makes noises. Yeah,
2: the big, awesome. sad, stupid.
4: Right. He sounds like the big, sad, stupid. Um, <laughs> so, so to kind of wrap up this, it's, it's atmospheric as fuck, um, cerebral, dark, very nihilistic tones. It's also quirky <laughs> and way over the top. And some stuff is gonna come out at left field that you're gonna be like, okay, what the fuck is this movie I'm watching? And it's in the third, and the third act is probably gonna piss a lot of people off. Like, a lot of people are probably gonna say, why am I watching this? For me, it works perfect. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Top-notch performances from everyone, especially, I mean, Tony Collette. Man, come
3: on! Oh, I love Tony Collette. You know, I have to watch this now.
4: Tony Collette's amazing. The lead actress, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her name, is amazing. Uh, Meth Damon from Breaking Bad. I don't. I can't remember his real name. Uh, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's in there. He's Je- Je-
2: Jesse Plemons.
4: Jesse Plemons. He's great. This movie, man. Like I don't know. I, I have trouble articulating the way I feel about this movie because. I feel like it's a masterpiece that I can't fully appreciate.
2: Damn. I know know that feeling. Like I know that feeling. Yeah.
4: I feel like, I feel like there's just on some levels, like it's even deeper than like I can even comprehend. And so, you know, I'm going to avoid the C word, but this is definitely, this is definitely worth watching. It's nihilistic. It's depressing. And it's got one of my favorite. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. So anywho, yeah, I'm thinking of ending things. You can find it on Netflix. 8.5. Joe Bob says check it out.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my number 8 has been talked about already. And um yeah, I like period pieces too. I like great special effects.
1: Yeah. I like boy.
2: I like movies where I can turn my brain off. Yes. And just enjoy the ride. And I'm going to tell yeah. you right now, The Stragule from Blood Vessel. Is a fucking amazing monster with powers that they don't normally give vampires in films, looks that they don't normally give vampires in films where they actually look stuff, man. It's like awesome old world lore shit, dude. I fucking love it. The vampire looks like an actual vampire bat. Yes, right. Yeah, so
3: a non traditional,
4: it's very like medieval vampire type of shit. You know what I mean? Like that old old
2: psychic fucking vampire power. Look. Blood vessel, we talked about it already. I'm not going to go into too much more. I I love this movie. Like this is crazy, crazy, out of nowhere good. It's on Shutter. Favorite vampire flick of the year. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Damn, you just fucking jumped jumped up
3: some. Okay. I I love it. I see you.
4: I'm so glad, dude. I'm so glad. I'm so glad someone's giving it that kind of love. Like I. I tried, but... um,
2: I love this movie, man. I thought it was so crazy good.
4: It's got potential to rise, for sure.
3: Number eight for Boss Tuna, as been talked about before, coming in at an 8.75 is one of the more fun movies. This is one of the movies on my list that I would be happy to show to my friends. The best part about this movie is the first half hour, you're like, okay, who am I rooting for? Because I am cheering for this person, and they die. I'm going to cheer for this person. Oh, they died. You have no idea what's going on. There's comedy in it that doesn't seem to be comedy, and that is The Hunt at an yes.
2: 8.75. Hell yeah. When
3: you, when you finally, finally get to finally the final girl, I guess, and you guys talked about Hillary Skank. She's great that final battle scene is great but oh, yeah, it is. everything leading up to that is is pretty funny and then there's that point in the movie where you're like oh god like that, that that i don't know if it's really a twist or a reveal but you're like she does she even belong to be here or or you you know what i'm saying with that but right, right. oh yeah um yeah that 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 was really really fun um the, the political, I'm typically a person that absolutely hates the political side of movies, but this, this I feel, one, plays, yes. it, it, it makes fun of both of them equally, and right. it makes everybody feel like an asshole kind of thing. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. The, the and story everyone needs it, that. Everyone, everyone needs that right them. now. Yes. You exactly. need
2: to all feel like fucking assholes. Yes. All of you. Because none of it matters. you Your ants. No, You're no, all, yep. all fucking You're animals. All fucking animals looking up at little tiny points. Not knowing what they are. And
3: I really really enjoyed it because it kind of put everybody in their place a little bit.
4: Fuck yeah, man.
3: Um, And that's the Hunt. I mean, the Hunt, 8.75.
4: It kind of just felt, like I said, it kind of just felt like a big middle finger to 2020 in general for me. And I was like, yeah, man, feeling it.
2: And I'm glad
3: it came out when it did. I'm glad it came out when it did compared to at the end of 2019 because – I, I, I'm just to the point where I just want to say, "Fuck your feelings." This movie. I hope you watch it and it offends you and pisses you off because everybody needs to toughen up a little bit. I mean, that's, fuck that's yes,
2: everybody's and, too goddamn fucking sensitive. And
4: and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything right now, but the pig.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Well, Angels Number Eight is the wretched. With 7.5 out of 10.
3: That's one I didn't see. I liked that movie. I liked it.
2: It's, it didn't make my top 20, uh, but I liked it too. Good witch movie? The Wretched. So that's Angels number eight. Now, let's move on to number seven. What you got, boy? Caboy. boy. So this is <laughs> the one
4: that I somehow, like, when I accidentally deleted a chunk of my 2020 list, I uh, forgot to put it in some fucking how. I don't know how the fuck I made my list without this one, but someone got bumped off because I had to put it in. Um, this is Castle Freak, eight point five. Tate Steinsick? I'm, I'm wrong. I so, lost
2: you and and Boss Tuna's fucking number one picks. So this one, like Damn. like we said before, it,
4: it's it's not a masterpiece, man. Some of the acting is quite wooden, but you know what? That's you know um, that's not a big deal for me. The the competency of the rest of the movie tends to matter more. But like I said, man, it's a lot of fun, killer amount of rewatch value because of the kills and the gores and the cosmic awesomeness. Oh Uh, the location. I really
2: thought I oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. The
4: fucking location is just beautiful. And that's one thing I have to say about like full moon features, like especially their older their older movies, they they just have the most beautiful locations they film at
2: amazing fucking set design
4: the pace and the cinematography is like frantic but in a good way and the fucking creature makeup effects oh, creature, or, yeah the creature makeup was pretty good notch, yep. in my opinion the, the based on the creature effects alone and the gore for me this is a 10 out of 10 okay like if i was just basing <laughs> it on that that's that's masterpiece level shit in my opinion um, I love the twists. Now, I, I, I like the original Castle Freak more, but that's a fucking 10 out of 10 for me, okay? I appreciate the fact that they didn't just try to regurgitate the same story more modern. I like the fact that they changed it up. I appreciate that when, you know, it's, it's not a remake, it's a reimagining. Mm-hmm. and That's how I like my remakes, quote-unquote. My boy Tate leaned heavy 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 into the lovecraft way more than in the original Fuck. yes and like i'm like you're speaking my fucking language man and i normally you know i wa- I watch trailers sometimes sometimes i don't but i could tell by the trailer i was like man like i know i'm at least gonna love s- the fucking imagery of this i movie. agree
2: you know yeah, i i'm the same way i don't always watch trailers sometimes i do it just depends on random whatever Right. But I watched the trailer for this and I also was like, okay, I'm sold already. I was like,
4: like, dude, like I was, I kept my fingers crossed for a fucking year. Like, please don't let this suck. Please don't let this break my heart. It did not. I love it. Like I said, it's not a masterpiece. It's not the original, but you know, like don't compare it to the original bro. Like it, it, it it's existence doesn't tarnish the original no, at all i, I hate that's when something a lot that. of people
2: yeah i hate yeah. when people
4: say that but anywho i'm not ranting about that um,
2: <laughs> dude i thought this was going to be your number one because of full moon because of lovecraft because of cosmicism like i was like this is ricky's number one it's got to be and it's not it's your number fucking it's not seven. even
4: it's not even in the five man but i promise you like like this is going to be on blu-ray and on my shelf I fucking love this, and it has potential to rise um, because I feel, I'm i feeling rewatches with this one. I love the twist about the freak that I'm not going to reveal. Yeah. Yep. That's, one my, that's one of my favorite aspects of it.
2: And a crazy-ass scene. The, the craziest scene in the movie, the I'd say. The best. Oh, my the best, God. The, the best. The fucking best.
4: fucking <laughs> best. Anyway, I'm done sucking this movie off. Uh, who's
2: next? Tibu, T- <laughs> T- <Boo>, you're up. <laughs> All right, my number seven, it's The Dark and the Wicked. Okay. I'm giving this movie a nine out of ten.
1: Damn.
2: And it it gets best cinematography and my favorite supernatural film of the year. Fuck yeah, man. (laughs) This movie, like, like Boston was saying, it's got all the creepy elements. It's got that scare factor that you actually get the fucking freak outs from. Like you look over your shoulder while watching the movie. Like, what is behind me? What's creeping up in the dark? What's that sound? You know?
1: Right, right. Like,
2: this is the type of film that makes you hear all the things that go bump in the night and focus on them. The priest character in this film, amazing performance. The brother and sister that –
4: God damn, he was so creepy.
2: So Dark and the Wicked, it takes place in the middle of nowhere on a farm a brother and sister go back to their family farm to take care of their mom, who is taking care of their bedridden, dying, pretty much comatose. Dying yeah, like, like he's dying. He's comatose. He's not responding to shit. And the drama, the horror, like, this movie was fucking top-notch on every level. It just didn't quite get there. And again, I'm going to echo that ending. Like, man, what was that ending? yeah. Like, really? That's all we get? After yeah. everything? Alright, Dark and the Wicked. You were a fucking masterpiece until that. Yeah, so I
6: agree.
2: Not, nine out of ten. My number seven. I know that sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I'm not. You need to right. watch this movie yeah. shit.
1: <laughs>
3: okay, so Bastuna's number seven overall of twenty twenty is coming in at an 8.75, and I will say this is my last movie in the 8s before we get into the 9s. So so my number 7 at 8.75 has been talked about once before. I will say that I commend this co-host because I had expected to be the only person that had this movie – not only in my top 10, but in my top 15 even. I have not heard heard about it very much. I had heard one person talk about this and put it in their biggest disappointments, which actually disappointed me quite a bit. But this movie is another one where when you cross Western with horror and you do it right, it's just that extra element of setting and set pieces and something that you don't see a lot of. The witches added in... Were, were awesome. However, this is almost more of like a cross between, dare I say, from dust till dawn than a witch movie. The pale oh. door is a fantastic movie that I cannot recommend enough, especially because it's going to be one that is not on a lot of lists. This is on shutter and it's, there's a lot of elements to this movie and it really draws you in as t said earlier, because you get your cast of characters, you get a very powerful opening scene with the family and you get a scene that leads up to the ultimate of them meeting in a church where there's a train robbery. It's a hundred percent Western, but it's got some very well done horror elements into it. And the witches themselves are fantastic. The, CGI in this is, is very well done. The creature effects, everything is, is, is done well. And I'm very happy to say that, yes, The Pale Door is in my top ten at number seven at an 8.75.
2: So Angel's number seven for the evening is Vampires versus the Bronx. She gave an eight out of ten. And I'm going to say this movie didn't make my top 20, but like Gretel and Hansel and like QB Halloween – I think this is another good entry film for young horror fans. It's a obviously a vampire film. And I think it's got a lot of cool visuals in it. Um, didn't make my top 20, but I think it's still pretty fucking solid. It's on Netflix, so yeah. check it out. So I
4: forgot to mention some of my bests earlier. I know I mentioned that Yummy is my best zombie film of 2020. My best slasher would be Random Acts of Violence. Um, and I give Castle Freak the best creature feature award. Oh, shit. Yes, I do. All right.
2: That freak, boy.
4: That freak in the sheets, boy. <laughs> 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 All right. So let me scroll back on down. Number six. It's getting kind of cosmic, guys. I was sad. Oh, set. Oh, set. Holy moly. This one is at an 8.5, but it, it has potential to rise. This is directed by our Canadian friend.
3: Oh, shit. Whoa. Nick
4: Shostakiewski. Whoa. Archons. Wow. I'm blown away. Um, sophomore
3: Effort. What, what's the movie?
4: Archons. Archons. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, have you seen Black Mountainside?
3: Uh no, but I need to because I hear you guys and Tibu talking about it all the time.
2: Okay, yeah, we had the director on the nightclub. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: yes,
4: Black Mountainside is a ten out of ten for me. Um, it's yes. masterpiece. This one is not on that level for me, but I mean, you know, obviously it's an eight point five, but it's got it's got potential to rise. It's different. Um, so this is a sophomore effort, just. The fucking scenery porn here is amazing. You've got beautiful cinematography. You've got a tense atmosphere, very claustrophobic, very paranoid, Um, beautiful sound design, very minimal sound design, but also dynamic, I guess. It's mysterious. It's a mind bender. I have it in my notes. It's cosmic as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's got my second favorite creature feature effects good practical effects it's cerebral and if there's ever been a movie with rewatch value it's this one because i've seen it four times now and i kind of like with i'm thinking of ending things i still kind of feel like there's just shit i'm not grasping
3: do you remember what you watched it on or how you watched it? It's on Prime. Um, I purchased is it free it. or
4: do you got it? Oh, okay. Gotta, I purchased yeah. it, but but it is available to rent. Okay. But I just made a point to purchase it because I'm a fanboy of Nick Shostakuski's now. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Awesome creature design. I don't want to give too much away. It's cerebral mind fuckiness. It's awesome. Uh, awesome. awesome survival. Cosmic horror. <laughs> awesome.
3: All right, Travis, what do you got for your number six?
2: All right, my number six gets my best special effects award. Oh, right?
3: oh, 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 I'm sorry. Let me, let me interrupt
4: you. I, I apologize. I give my best cinematography and sound design to Archons. Oh, shit. Yeah, so sorry to interrupt. Continue, please. I'll,
2: I'll say this too real quick. It did not make my list, but it is a 7.5, so you could bump Hubie out Ooh. and put that in. If you wanted to, if you wanted damn. to, damn! It didn't hit me like Black like Mountain Side, man. I mean, I know. it is what it is. Um, number six gets my best special effects award, and coming in at a nine out of ten, starring Nicolas Cage.
3: Oh,
2: I'm out. Love. I'm out. You're, you thought that was my number one? All right. Oh, Color out of space. Yep. Yeah. Starring Nicolas Cage, Lovecraftian horror done to its finest. Oh my I've God. I've
1: got to man. milk the alpacas. <laughs>
4: There's... Cage really fucking shines in this.
2: Nicolas Cage, man, is the best. Okay, look, I don't even need to go and pay the ghost, Mandy. Fu- what is it you said when i I
4: texted you one day about something he said in mandy the uh you ripped my shirt line i just texted you you ripped my shirt it was my first time watching mandy yeah he just responds we don't deserve nick cage
2: we don't we don't (laughs) nicholas cage is the fucking best (laughs) and he so is (laughs) so in colorado space you get you get the story of a family living on this farm nicholas cage is the father and he's raising alpacas because that's that's the way of the future in, oh, in his eyes. <laughs> well, out of nowhere one night comes a color out of space. What ensues is none other than uh, paying homage to the thing in, in certain regards. And that's where the special effects come in. As well as a film that actually does CGI Very extremely well. fucking well. Like... Yes. To the point to where without it, it wouldn't be the same film. No, not at, at, all. at all. At all. And it's and, rare for me to say that. Oh, it's rare for anyone to say that. CGI is usually hated, but in this film, right. it leans on it and it's done so beautifully with magenta. Magenta is the prime color for the CGI. It is the color out of space. Is magenta, which the human eye has a hard time it's grasping. Yeah. Yeah. So... It pops out really, really hard to the human eye, and that 's what makes the visuals in this film very unique that 's why it gets my <laughs> that's why it gets my best special effects too, because some of the lighting and some of the scenes, damn dude, where the moms god, so much shit is fucked up in this movie like i'm talking parents fusing with their kids because of yeah. shit they can't control, like shit is fucked up in this movie go and the way- your mother. where this movie ends up is you're hoping to God for a sequel and guess what we're all going to get one because Richard Stanley who returned after a very long absence from directing films is going to do a Lovecraft trilogy so expect the Dunwich horror very very soon that's my number six for 2020 is the color out of space I love nine it. out of 10.
3: Okay. So I have to make another apology because when angel had talked about invisible man, I was like, fuck me in the, you know what? Because I forgot about that one. The reason is, is because the the invisible man came out in January, February of 2020. Yeah. And that was so far back in the sacred text. I must've just missed it. So I have to cheat and I've got a tie for six, and that's between "Don't Listen" and "Invisible Man." "Don't Listen" was already talked about with, uh, I, I believe it was you, Tibu. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, uh, I, I 100% agree with that. The strongest part of that movie is in the visuals because Tibu is peeing in a bottle right now, and we can hear that. So that's also and. <laughs> <10. laughs> piss jokes really. <laughs> no but but seriously that, that um, got
2: a- edited out
3: <laughs> no you gotta leave that in now <laughs> no but seriously um i mean don't listen the strongest part about that is the family dynamic and the reveal at the end because it's fucking heartbreaking just what you said other than that i, I mean there's really not much more for me to say in that movie invisible man if we want to harken back to that the greatest strength of that movie is gonna be in the tension building because there's certain I mean that whole movie Lee Wan L is a genius when it comes to directing he's I mean he he he's like the Ron Jeremy of working that camera dude <laughs> he's 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 legit yeah and totally. he builds tension and builds tension and there's certain scenes in that movie that are kind of shocking. I, I, I really enjoyed it I've only seen it once and that was back in like January, February when it came out and I, I still think about it. So that has to go. I mean, th- that that I, I'm very happy with having that in the number six slot, close to the number five. So I'm done with number six. I cheated. I've got two of them. We are going to hop into, well, we're going to get Angels number six, and then we are going to be in our top five of the year.
2: Yeah. Right so now. for A- Angels number six, and she will not be returning for the evening. Um, the kids have her wrapped oh, up. So, if you listen to The Nightclub, again, you know, par for the course. It'd be like that. It'd be like that, cuh. It'd be like Her number six is The Wolf of Snow Hollow with an eight out of ten. So, Ricky, what is your number five? Top five of 2020, guys. Shit. And I've been wrong about both of y'all, so I got nothing left. I don't know what the fuck.
4: Alright, well... Here we go. My last 8.5 of the evening, directed by William Eubank, Underwater. Yep. Wow. I just, dude, like the fucking set design, like the the environment, just the claustrophobia, the tension, the dark atmosphere, the visuals, the awesome-ass reveal that I won't bring up.
2: (laughs) That I spoiled. Like like, like some (laughs) other jerks.
4: This is some awesome sci-fi, like you said, uh, cosmic survival
3: horror, bro. Love it. 8.5 out of 10, y'all. Perfect. Kibu, what do you got for your number five?
2: My number five. And this was a recent rewatch from a movie I had seen way earlier in the year. And it finally found its place, sort of. It's got potential to rise, but I think I'm comfortable at a 9 out of 10 for this movie. It's available on Netflix, again. Uh, Another Spanish film. This movie has a lot to say about our current time and place and about all times and all places. It's a movie about the class system, Mm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. What's my number five, Ricky? The platform. It's the platform. Now, this movie is horror adjacent, I understand. But I'm no uh, stranger to having horror adjacent films. In my list, in fact, if you go back and listen to the top fifteen of 2019 on the Joe Blow Horror Show, you'll hear my number one, and you'll know I don't mind fucking diving into these waters. But I think there's enough horrific shit in this movie yes. <laughs> that will allow this to be a horror film. Uh, the platform takes place in an well, sort of isolated area. It, it goes, it spans, and a, like a, a vast amount of space in a vertical direction up and down you have this structure who knows where that is uh what 250 floors and i don't remember the number from the top floor to the bottom floor it's a like platform, 350 i think uh, yep okay so this platform about, <laughs> about 250 <laughs> this this platform Every day starts at the top floor and works its way down without pulleys and ropes, without magnets, without who knows what. That's not the point. The whole film is an allegory. The platform from the first floor to the bottom is filled with delicious, luxurious, decadent food. And as it goes down, more and more people eat, less and less food gets to the bottom. You see where this film's going. I personally and I've got opinions on a lot of different things politically, but I think where we are in our world right now, there shouldn't be any starving people ever. I think we've expanded enough and can produce enough to where if we collect ourselves for a minute and forget, I don't know, invisible things (laughs) that we agree on, we could all come up with a solution for ourselves as a planet. I can agree
4: with that sentiment.
2: As one species that has one home.
4: Yeah. Now
2: that would that would require a lot of agreeing. That would that would require a lot of impossibilities.
4: Probably a lot of bloodshed as well.
2: Well, I'd hope not, but yes, <laughs> realistically, yes. But this film's trying to say a lot, and I agree with what it's trying to say. Totally. Oh, I'm I'm not a communist.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said it because I was totally gonna throw that joke out there. <laughs> I'm but,
2: not. And I'm also not a little snail, either, for the people that watch that movie. Right.: I agree with the message in this film, the platform on Netflix, my number five, it's a 10. It's, it's, a, it's a nine out of 10, and with potential to rise. So I think this movie needs to be seen. Dude, for sure.
4: There's, there's, some ama- there's an amazing gross out scene that I won't spoil.
3: And I know exactly what scene you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. God the, damn it. the rope scene, probably. Yes, yes, yes. god the, damn it, man. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I was gonna say eating the maggots off the flesh scene, but okay, no, cool. No, the rope scene, no. yeah,
3: yeah, okay. So, at number five, anybody again that's a fan of the show knows my type of movies. I absolutely love the end of the world or isolationist or what have you movies. This movie in the first five minutes, I knew it was going to be phenomenal, and I am again twinning with Ricky because hey. we share the exact same number five, and that is underwater, and that is my first nine out of ten what? for the year. Nice. Yes, I absolutely love this movie. So, so, so go Boss ahead. Tuna,
2: Boss Tuna liked. I can't. I can't. Okay, I can't say. Damn it! All right, I'm sorry I derailed you because I can't spoil. I spoiled earlier. I won't spoil again. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, I'm I'm curious what you're going to say, so make sure you bring it back up.
2: I'm going to say it right now. I cannot believe that I can't believe you liked a cosmic horror film more than me.
4: And te- wait no, it's te- yeah, it's my five. So okay, we're we're the same.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, and, he's and that, he's and five points twice. ahead
4: of me too, though actually.
2: And that's twice. Oh goddamn. And yeah, that's twice that y'all have lined up. Look at you, cocksuckers. Twice. Right? Twice. Co- cocksuckers. We have a
4: psychic, we have a psychic yep. dick-sucking link between yep. us. Yep.
3: <laughs> 12 inches of dick-sucking link. That's
4: two and, I'm very, and I'm very <laughs> proud of the two and a half that I contribute. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My wife is going to wonder where that other ten and a half come from. But... All right. Anyways. I absolutely, so, so some of my favorite movies are going to be your abyss yes. or Leviathan.
4: Fuck yes.
3: Alien even. Yes. I mean, these type of movies absolutely speak to me. I don't give two shits about Kristen Stewart and her performance. It was great, but that's not what appeals to this movie. The characters <clears throat> in general are pretty good. That JT Miller, TJ Miller, I always get his name fucked up. T.
2: J. He Miller. provided,
3: yeah, T.J. Miller. He provided. Oh, side story. I actually ran into him at the Des Moines Airport after he performed at the Funny Bone.
4: Nice, kind of funny.
3: But anyways, yeah. um, no, I, 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 I love him as a character. He, he gives that levity in movies that you need, and his character was, I'll say, serviceable in here. But the best part about this movie is just the. It's a perfect blend of action and horror, yeah. and then that ending really—I mean, just like Ricky was saying—that ending really tied it because it didn't need to go that way. It really didn't. The the movie right. was great before it got to that point, but then that ending came, and you're like, "Oh, fu- oh, okay, I can get behind this." And yeah, right. that ending just supplanted it as like I absolutely love this. So yeah, I, I love number. Number five overall movie for me was Underwater, 9
4: out of 10. I uh, also forgot to mention that Kristen Stewart gets my Best Actress Award.
2: Oh, shit. Well, Angels, number five, is my number four. So I'm going to go ahead and hold off on that. Ricky, what is your number four?
4: Oh, shit. This one's been talked about. Um, Hunter, Hunter, 9 out of 10.
2: Nice. Nice, nice. John
4: Landon the the fucking scenery porn in here is good dude a lot of,
2: a lot of pacific northwest woods
4: yeah man the the atmosphere the fucking tension with this whatever it is we, we don't want to talk about it just like dude like the way the mystery unfolds and the way the story progresses it's like it's like a good slow burn but it's got like good pacing um the characters are believable real people acting is wonderful. And just like, especially the first 30 minutes just really takes me back to camping with my grandparents because they were hunters and they fished and they would tan hides and they would save all the meat. And, you know, like they, they did all these things and, being able to live like this would have been their dream come true, but for whatever reason, they they were never able to swing it. I suppose, but yeah, yeah, just, just like especially the first uh the first act of the movie really just takes me back to childhood, those memories in the woods with uh, my grandparents and stuff, learning learning about nature, learning how to respect nature as a hunter, as a a woodsman, learning how to love nature. Nice. Aside from the fact that it's a great, like, it's a damn near masterpiece, it, it, it's it got some sentimental value, man, for me. Uh, it gets me all nostalgic. Um, and you can find that on, was that on a uh, shutter?
3: No, yeah. Or, was, I think or you is have that on Prime? That. You got to rent okay. it. Yeah.
4: Gotcha. That's right. That's right. I rented it on Prime. So, yeah, there you go. Hunter, Hunter. And like, like, like has been said before, one of the best kills of the year, for sure. <laughs> yes.
2: Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, mine again, Angels, Angels number five is my number four, and it gets my best director of the year. Oh. At a 9.5 out of 10. Holy fuck. This is a big hype movie. People love it. I mm-hmm. get it. I well, bet I'm I about w-
4: to be wrong about my pick for your number one.
2: I watched it, and I loved it. Yeah. And – And for a while it was hovering in that one through three spot and it fell at four. It's at number four. I'm right. I'm right. (laughs) What is it? Possessor. It's Possessor. Damn. That was my pick for your number one. You've been right about uh, every, every one though that I asked you to, to, to answer for me. Brandon Cronenberg gets my, my uh, best director because the imagery in this film and the way it's put together the way I know he put it together, I'm blown away. This movie features an assassin of the mind. Alright? Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into what that means because even going into what that means spoils the film. Right. This movie's about an assassin of the mind. And an assassin in real life. Holy fuck the imagery. Holy fuck the score. Holy fuck. The, the bloody, bloody violence. The, yes. the, the realistic, horrible, Fucking amazing violence. That, like,
4: that, that fire poker scene was the only time that I actually cringed.
2: I cringed hardcore for I was the fire like, poker oh. scene. And the second time I saw it, I loved it. <laughs> and the way this film ends, look, <laughs> you want to talk but, nihilism? F- you want to talk yeah, bleak? Right. like. <laughs> possessor is my number four for 2020 for anyone who hasn't seen it then please go watch it if you have i know you're probably wondering what i want to say about it but too bad you know it'll get said another time so you'll
4: you'll hear it you'll hear it someday somewhere
2: somewhere 9.5 out of 10 possessor yay the crones the crony crony crones. crones
3: okay boss tuna's number four is yummy And that that is a 9 out of 10. This is my favorite zombie movie of the year, which is probably no surprise to any zombie fan out there. This movie was the perfect blend of comedy and horror. It had characters that were likable. It had characters that you hated. It had an ending that made you be like, what the fuck?
4: Some people probably, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it has my it has my least likable character of yes. any movie. Yep. And you know who I'm t- that blonde fucking yes. bastard. Yep.
3: A hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> and it has that ending that that people either are gonna fucking hate or they're gonna love.
4: And I'm the one who loves it.
3: <laughs> yes. And I love, I love it too. Shit like that. Yep. <laughs> and it has two really hot redheads. So yep. There you go. It does. And it, and and, and just the, the idea of some chick going in for a breast reduction of all things, you're like, what? Like that's really fucking weird and silly, but you're like, okay, I could. it's believable because it fucking happens. Right. The, the hospital is, is awesome. The scene, the, the, I, I really just love the whole story of it. Again, to make a good zombie movie, you have to make something unique. Right. Um, and, and I believe this had it. And if you want, <laughs> I know if we harken back three or four hours ago, we talked about themes of 2020, right. another theme of, of 2020 could be either a, uh, fingers getting chopped off on a cutting board or right. B, <laughs> uh, penises getting mutilated and cut off because totally. this is another one of those, <laughs> but this one was done in the best way that is. I mean, this, this, was, this was pretty funny, so I, I really enjoyed this movie. Yummy is I my number four movie. Just saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. It was, it was oh, hilarious. Uh, nine out of ten, number four for me. I loved it.
2: Angels number four is The Dark and the Wicked. Nine out of ten she gave this movie. All right, guys, top fucking three. Here we go. Ricky. What is your number three of 2020?
4: All right, bud. This one's going to have uh, my other best uh, actor award. This is After Midnight, coming in at a nine. Have Jeremy Gardner. Jeremy Gardner and Christian Stella. Dude, this is this, – I have trouble, kind of like with some of the others, I have trouble articulating what this movie is to me it's nihilistic but it's hopeful it's dark but it's comedy it's fun but it's bleak uh it's a crazy mystery there's a, a very strong paranoia element here um it's a very atmospheric movie uh it's it kind of cosmic at times and um <laughs> and it, it 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 can be super funny it it has Henry Zabrowski in it
2: from the last podcast on the left yep
4: and and his character is hilarious, their shenanigans are fucking great um and it's a it's a great blend of genres with some really unexpected turns, and by god the just like his performance man, like i just I believed him, just all the all the feelings all the feelings that were there, like I just totally believed him, you know who's um, that? Jeremy Gardner.
2: Oh, Zabrowski? Yeah.
4: No, 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 Gardner. <laughs> Gardner's
2: a
3: director, but...
4: Right.
2: Yeah, no, he's, no, he's, I, was, I was... He's the actor a as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he's the lead actor.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he acted and he did, he did a uh, Cummings thing with this.
2: He co-directed it, but yeah.
4: Yeah, man, after Midnight, dude, this is a nine for me. It's so good. Um, Like, just... I don't know. It, it makes, it makes you think about your relationships with people, the people around you in a very nihilistic, but also hopeful way. And, you know, it, it's, it's about, it's about putting forth the effort and clinging to what really matters in the long run when, when you realize that maybe nothing matters. So anyway, that's my number three. Nice. All right. Tibu, what do you got for
3: number three?
2: Well, <laughs> I'm a fan of this subgenre of horror, a big fan. And my number three comes in at another 9.5. And the best performance for me, <laughs> so this is going to echo Ricky, it goes to Jim Cummings. Hey. My yeah. Num- my number three of the year is Wolf of Snow Hollow. Fuck yeah, bro. Jim Cummings uh, directs and acts in this film as a, sh- a sheriff's deputy to his father, played by Robert Forrester. Right, Um, he's great. People would know him from Jackie Brown, where he played Max Cherry, and they'd also know him from his awesome cameo in Breaking Bad, amongst many other films. And in this film, Jim Cummings, like Ricky said, is having to deal with an alleged werewolf attack in his hometown, where he is the deputy sheriff's deputy, and women are getting slaughtered left and right. You have... Awesome fucking werewolf effects, okay? Yes. But you have a good mystery on your hands too because things are told from certain characters' perspectives that make the film more of a mystery than it seems like it is. Some characters are disparaged. Some characters are fucking brought up because of what they're saying. I mean, where the story is going here is you don't even know. But the whole time, every step of the way, you're with Jim Cummings character and damn dude like you said he plays a irate stressed out alcoholic on on the recovery but also kind of sitting back on the wagon like they, they,
3: they show him in all types of I mean they show the highs they show the lows they show all types of emotional outputs that can have
2: he's got a good range in that one for sure (laughs) that's why he gets my best performance because yeah man i related to him a lot totally in 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 certain ways and i I thought just his humor his style of humor that dry yes sarcastic tone that's me and that's why i get mistaken for a fucking asshole so much because i'm trying to be funny but people think i'm being me uh, So that kind of sucks But I, I felt that for him And again werewolf films I love I, yes. I absolutely love werewolf no. movies To have a movie that is A 9.5 out of 10 A near masterpiece to me Damn, What takes
3: 10. it 5, huh?
2: What what knocks it down I don't quite know But, but I can't give it that 10 I can't no. But it's right there It's right fucking there man Hell, it might grow on you. (laughs) Oh, Potential, for sure. How
4: how it goes with me, bro.
2: Wolf of Snow Hollow is my number three with a 9.5 out of 10. This movie you have to rent. Um, I don't think it's available to stream anywhere yet. Boss Tuna's
3: number three is a movie that has shown up on a handful of lists that I've heard, but I'm actually surprised I have not heard it yet tonight. I can only imagine that... My fellow co-hosts have not seen it, or maybe it's higher on their lists, or they just came in lukewarm. But The Dark and the Wicked got a lot of buzz being one of the best Possession Supernatural movies of the year. However, this one is what took the cake for me. Right after I saw this, I saw a post from uh, our friend Mr. Watson from the Watsi Horror Party, and he basically wrote on Facebook exactly what I was thinking. And it went something like this. I never thought someone in a sheet could be so scary. And that would be anything for Jackson. This movie starts out absolutely silly in that you get these old people that (laughs) are trying to get their grand... So basically their daughter and grandson died in some kind of accident. And they're trying to a reverse exorcism and get their grandson back in this pregnant lady's belly. It sounds silly. However, the visuals of this, the deaths, the scares, there's there's a couple of deaths in particular that keep recurring that every fucking time it happens it makes you jump and you're like, what the hell is going on?
4: I did, I did like that, what you're talking about right there. Yes. That was so much fun. Yes.
3: There's a <laughs> snowblower scene where you know, me coming from someone living in the Midwest or the northern part of the Midwest can really relate until some shit happens with it, and it's 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 almost shocking. This movie what was is legit. Legitimately- word. What was that S word you used? Shocking. No sn- sn- snoo snoo Oh snow. Yes. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I I will just say that this movie was legitimately scary. Um, And and for me personally, I found this scarier and ultimately just better than the dark and the wicked. And this is free on shutter. I would highly recommend checking it out. The ending is great. There's some comedic, there's elements in this movie that shouldn't be comedic, but they are. And it's because you get your, you know, YMCA community center, satanic ritualists, cult right. members i mean it's just like you know burnt microwave popcorn coming. i i mean anyways check it out I, the dark and the Or sorry dark and we anything for <laughs> number three 9.25 i i fucking love this movie okay i'm gonna
4: come off on front street because this one's not on my list i was a little lukewarm on this one man oh um, no shit but i but i only gave it one watch. I, I can say I did appreciate a lot of the visuals and like, like you said, that repeat uh, death and stuff and that contortionist guy yep. was really fucking creepy. I did not like the contortionist guy. So I
2: gave, I gave this movie a six out of 10. Um, I didn't, I didn't love it as much as everyone else did. Right. Uh, Yeah. This movie has been on everybody's fucking list that I've heard. Um,
4: yeah, yeah, I I had it at a six point five mostly for the visuals and because that fucking guy was creepy as fuck.
2: I I I liked it more. I think it was better than your average I don't know, satanic, whatever. Um it I don't know. It just it wasn't for me. There you go. That's it. it Angels be like number three. Th- yeah, it'd be like that. Fair enough, cuh. Uh Angel's number three was the cleansing hour. She gave this movie a ten. I wow. of ten, damn! Yeah. I love she that. She liked she liked the Cleansing Hour a lot, and I, for the one I was the one that was blown away by it like right. watching it. Like, whoa! You were like, t-
1: bro, watch this." <laughs> yeah, and
2: she, and she was like, "Oh, bro, yeah," <laughs> like she loved it. So there you go. That was Angels number three. Is the Cleansing Hour? She gave a ten out of ten. So it can only yeah. go up from there, right? I mean, so goddamn, next one's
4: gotta be an eleven, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Or 10 and a half. At least. Ricky. Yeah, 10.5. 10, 10. Ricky, 5, what a. Like
4: Mountainside. All right, yeah. so here we go. Richard Stanley, y'all, coming oh, in. damn. Yeah.
1: Yes. Cut yes. Out of
4: space. Bro, this this motherfucker is fun, Lovecraftian. My literal notes fun, Lovecraftian, crazy ass Nick Cage. Fucking, <laughs> 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 dude, the visuals, the CGI is so good good man yeah just the colors being someone like i know travis knows but like uh i don't want to say i'm a painter but like i, I paint a little i'm a I dabble oh uh, yeah i would and say so, you do so i i am someone who appreciates a good color palette in a movie and i know i've heard boss tuna say that he wanted to kick himself in the balls for saying something about the color palette in midsummer <laughs> on the review. So, um, I just wanted to get that out of the way, but, that but, is but I some- like
3: Midsummer though.
4: Oh, it's, it's great. It's so yeah. good. But, but that is something that I appreciate in the movie, you know, like fucking, it's my favorite thing about Argento, you know, like I appreciate a good color palette, but I'm not, ram- I'm not trying to ramble about that. This, this movie is just equal parts fun and disturbing and all the best ways for me, you know, fucking the carpenter references, obviously. Yeah. Um, the dude just god damn it time loops t- time warping time warps and time loops always get give me a serious nerd on it's one of my favorite concepts in anything ever cinema literature um especially when there are horrible time loops but anyway uh yeah nine out of ten man richard stanley fucking killed it And this, honestly, dude, like it's, it's got potential to rise for me. Fuck yeah. There you have it. Oh, and go feed your mother. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) that fucking thing, bro. God
2: damn. Oh, my number two of 2020 is a fairy tale. It's a 9.5 out of 10. Like the previous film, it takes place in the woods. Like, like Gretel and Hansel does. Mm -hmm. And like Gretel and Hansel, it's a fairy tale. It stars Devin Sawa, who we know from Idle Hands. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's got <laughs> some of the best performances, including one from Nick Stahl, who is amazing in this movie.
3: And even My though he's th- in it for, like, the last, like, 15 minutes, too.
2: Well, the last third, yeah, yeah. He's in it for for a little bit, but – I'm yeah. over here trying to figure out what y'all talking about. <laughs> My number two for 2020 is Hunter Hunter. Oh, <laughs> And it has I don't the know names. it has the best ending of the year yep. for me. For the really. song, brutal, the kill, it's amazing. It's, it's
3: it's one of those where the camera doesn't have to show you how brutal. Yes, totally. that that ending is.
2: But God, it but man. it but it does.
3: Well, not necessarily though. With with you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I feel like I got what I wanted. I think you, I it. think
3: you see the aftermath
4: is what Y'all's. he's saying. You see no, more I, aftermath than, than No,
0: I I'm
2: saying you. there's one
3: character in there that you never see anything of but your mind is Oh, 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 yes. fucking yes. you over hardcore yes. and that's yes. even and, more and effective. I,
2: I'm glad I don't see that. Yeah. I'm glad because my heart sank into my stomach and Dude,
3: I know. But it just made it more powerful though with how it really ultimately ended.
2: Yes, and so you get the penultimate ending, and then you get the ending, and the ending is so satisfying in that you cathartically get to feel like, yes, like, fuck, yes, but but you're left still – This the ending of this film it is like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre because you have – I can't go into this. Well, it's
3: not shitty, so –
2: no, no no, but if I could make my par- <laughs> if I can make my arguments my parallels, you'd probably appreciate what I'd what I'd have to say. I've heard some people argue that this is cosmic, or uh, <laughs> this is horror adjacent. And I'm like Yeah, I get I get what you mean with the first like shit, the first forty five minutes to an hour, I get it. But whenever Devin Sawa stumbles upon a fucking murder spree death camp in the middle of the woods full of dead bodies that are the decayed. difference is
3: is how it's shot and the score yeah the tone of it is meant to like you know raise hairs on the back of your neck it's Give meant to wheelies. scare you yes so yeah. i would say 100 percent. this is inarguably a horror movie right just for the those or at least a horror thriller in my opinion right yeah you know, yeah, right? yeah.
2: Well, I'm glad I got some people backing my ass up. So my number two for the year is Hunter Hunter with a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, so
3: my number one and number two have been the exact same, like, since I watched the movies. I saw one movie early. I saw one movie kind of late, and I knew that they were going to be my one-two. They've actually swapped A handful of times when i've thought about it ultimately what i chose was what movie left a bigger impact on me okay and that is gonna be my number one both of them spoiler alert are rated the exact same at a 9.25 my number two is spiral and it blows my mind Uh because i have not heard this on any person's list yeah, And I've listened to 10 other shows out there, but since day one, this movie, I mean, maybe if you want to draw comparisons to what my you know, favorite movie was last year, it's going to be similar because this is one of those movies where ultimately the biggest payoff is with how everything wraps up in the end. Spiral for me is a near perfect movie the characters are unique because it's a same sex couple moving into a new town with a daughter. Um, What you think is going to happen doesn't really happen because there's a couple elements of this movie that are kind of surprising really where this movie kind of took control of my brain is the last act I would say out of the eighty one movies I saw in twenty twenty this one has the strongest third act because everything in the first and second act wrapped up and really ramped up and culminated into a phenomenal third act, and there's some shit that goes down that first off you don't expect and it's surprising to you, and this is one of those movies that's like a double entendre where you think it ends one way and it would be a phenomenal movie if it did, but it comes back around and it basically just kicks you in the nuts all over again. And it's like, Oh, this is how it's going to end. And you're just left kind of defeated as a, yeah. uh, um, very, very strong. I, 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 I really, really love how this was wrapped up and it's, it's one of the best viewings I had in a movie overall horror movie or not in 2020. And that's spiral at a 9.25.
4: Yeah. Wow. This one, this one I think would have made my list if I hadn't watched it so recently. Same. I watched it after I decided that I was done with my list, you know? So I didn't want to, you know, but yeah, that I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I don't rate it as high as you, but I agree with every single thing you said about it.
2: Yeah, it it would have made mine if not for again. I didn't I didn't put it in for recency bias. I I right. saw it too too late. Um, but this movie is fucking great. Um, it's on Shutter. Yeah, Angels number two of the year is Becky.
3: Hey, nice.
2: Ten out of ten. Kevin fucking
3: gonna, James.
2: Fuck yeah. I'm, bro. I'm gonna say it for nice. her because I know what she would have wanted wanted to talk about with this film that eyeball the eyeball <laughs> yep yep all right ricky dude we're here we're, we're finally here. fucking here man we're what here this is bro. your fucking number one i was wrong i thought it was castle freak yeah you did i okay. can only i can only think now i think i know what it is yeah so, go ahead man i'm sure you but do dude. i've only been telling
4: you all night it's look I I feel like I've watched so many Possession movies this year that they they really all kind of just started to bleed together. And then I'm listening to the Joe Blow Horror Show, and they're talking about Exorcism at 60,000 Feet, Bill Mosley, and I'm just like, I'm like, there's no fucking way. I'm like, there's there's lesbian nuns, and there's, I'm just like, this is the best. Ten out of ten. It's number one. What? What's so funny?
1: No, I'm laughing at lesbian nuns.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's so funny, Travis? No, no.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you can't I'm do sweet. it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> He can't can't do it. I I pre-planned a a bit of a bit with him. I'm Um,
2: sorry. (laughs) I'm sick, sick, so my voice isn't here. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, of course it's exorcism.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. So so
4: exorcism at 60,000 feet is not really my pick. I it's, was going to say that it's, Okay, it's, it's another movie that <laughs> is the most interesting take on possession in a long time, in my opinion, and that is possessor. Yes. And I Ooh. give this motherfucker a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Dude. Nice. Like just, Oh my God. That I don't even, it's another one of those things where I have trouble articulating what it is about this movie. Just it's so cerebral, it's so brutal. The score, cool. the fucking cinematography, like, <laughs> dude, the it's so violent. God, just this concept, the, this mind-bending. Con- I, I don't want to say too much, but just you know, kind of like what I said about you know, I'm thinking of ending things, and it's like, you know, where do I begin and my loved ones end, and it, it's. What is this reality <clears throat> that we live in? And fuck, man, I just, bruh, this is just, it's too much, and it's heavy as fuck, and it left a serious impression on me. I
2: thought this, I thought this might have been close. I thought Castle Freak was going to get it because of circumstance, but I thought Possessor was going to be close. And, yeah, we, we we planned a bit. I'm sorry, dude. I was laughing too much. It was so funny. He
4: was going to be like, okay, okay, well, can you explain why exorcism is 60,000 feet? <laughs> oh,
3: my God. And
4: I was going to tell him to mind his own fucking business. I'm sorry, dude. I, and we I were gonna going to keep it going for it. a minute. Like, like, no, I don't want to tell you. Why do you think you deserve to know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: it, it, was, it was supposed to get very cosmic. um. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, man. I was, I I love that though. Uh, Oh man. Yeah. No, dude. Possessor, like, oh, it's, it's,
4: it's my number one. You know, I mean, I know it's, I know it's hyped up like crazy, but dude, like this is something that.
2: To me, this is one of those movies that's hyped up for a reason. It's like,
4: it's, it's special to me, man. You know, like sci-fi and and I didn't know this about myself but sci-fi horror tends to appeal to me the most.
3: Yes. And, yeah.
2: and, and body and body horror.
4: And body horror and psychological horror and god damn it here they all here they all are wrapped up in a super nihilistic package, grim and bleak and ugly and indifferent and I'm like yes. Thank Fuck you. Fuck yes. Thank you, Brandon. You. Thank you, Crones. The Crones. The Yeah, bud. Nice. Yeah, All
3: right, T-Boom, yeah. what do you got for your number one of 2020? Yeah,
2: bud. Yeah, <laughs> bud. Yeah, bud. My number one of 2020 is another film that was written, co-directed, and stars a man named Jeremy Gardner. Oh. My number one film of 2020 is After Midnight.
3: Holy God! I've never even heard of this movie, and both you guys have it on your list.
2: So dude, I didn't even know you watched it. This this film, this film. Oh my God! It gets my my uh, best editing. By the way, you don't spoil say? it because I've
3: never even heard of it. So
2: you say, God damn. Yes, yes, Ricky. Dude. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that ending, dude. That's what I'm shot.
4: saying. Like I feel. I feel this guy, bro. Anyway, oh. all right.
2: Uh, all right. Okay, so yeah, so, the, so. The, the, prim- the premise of the film is a guy and a girl love each other okay, a lot, and the guy is trying to prove himself a lot, and you believe their chemistry. It's so real. It's so real. And then one day he wakes up, and his girlfriend is gone with a note pinned on the cabinet that I have to go away. I love you. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all it says, and he goes into a de- deep, deep, deep depression. And simultaneously, as as this happens, a beast emerges from the woods every night, trying to get into his house. This movie, oh, it packs a wall up. I'm I'm gonna okay. watch it tomorrow. Right, right.
3: I on. will watch nice. this tomorrow.
2: Yeah, man. How it's, did you guys see it?
3: Did you have to rent it, or is it free on? It's, a it's on Shutter service. now. It's on Shutter.
4: Shutter. It's on oh, Shutter. Oh no shit! Yeah. Okay. I, okay. So I re- I rented it, but it is on Shutter now, as of a few yeah. days ago, I think.
2: Yeah, Ricky told me to watch this uh, like a few months ago, and um, yeah. I I did, and I was blown away, and everything ties in. You want to talk about a good sh- a good shock ending? Yeah. This this movie, it's I would say it's on par with Hunter Hunter, totally. honestly, um, for me, and. Yeah, I've said all I need to say about after midnight. I mean, th- I I don't I can't say anything more without giving more away, but this movie deals with what depression is and what, what losing some or thinking or or losing <laughs> depending right. on what, you know, right. what, what which way you're going, losing a person you love. Like how do you cope with that? That's the ultimate human struggle in a way besides, you know, death, we all face that, but also a lost love, and
4: and Jeremy Gardner's kind of cosmic in it,
2: <laughs> dude. Jeremy Gardner, oh my god, yeah, bro. Like, I want, I, I Amazing gave it to Jim. Job. I gave it to Jim Cummings because of you know, I, I'll cheat with you, man. You I'm gonna should, split because it I, could, between, I was
4: like, no, I can't choose between them.
2: <laughs> we're gonna come. We're gonna come together right now. We're coming together with Jim Cummings. We're coming for me. All over everybody with Jeremy. Gar- We're going to garden this coming and bloom flowers <laughs> of, of horror awesomeness because people need to watch The Wolf of Snow Hollow and they need to watch Hunter Hunter as well because fucking A. And they need to watch After Midnight. That's my top three. There you go. Wolf of Snow Hollow, Hunter Hunter, and motherfucking After Midnight on Shudder. Get Shudder again. Do we have to blow the whistle any fucking louder? Ring the bell any harder, guys, gals? Get shudder, like please. Joe Bob's on there. Come on, what the fuck are y'all doing? Time to
4: stomp
3: the yard, Travis. Okay, so <laughs> this, this should not come as any surprise to even Tibu or any fans of the Joe Blow horror show what my number one is. This is very similar to other movies in the past that I've basically gotten on my knees and blown.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit.
3: We have not heard this movie yet tonight. This, however, is a movie that a lot of people have talked about, a lot of people have seen. My theory is that this came out very early, and I feel that people that have not given this a rewatch kind of just forgot about it because my favorite movies are the ones that really have that knockout punch at the end. I mean, this is definitely a movie that you might want to watch again just to see if you caught everything, but ultimately it's power and impact is going to be in a first time viewing. I rated this one a 9.25, which is the same as, you know, the last couple of movies I talked about. However, I do feel that the, one and done of this movie is quite a bit more powerful than the others. That's why it is at my number one. I know I'm dancing around the title here. One last thing I want to say is that I think that this movie's atmosphere is probably the best atmosphere of cold and isolation in a movie since either The Shining or The Thing. And that is The Lodge. Watching this movie, the first – this is like typical A24 because the first 10 minutes you get a scene that kicks you right in the fucking nuts. So right away as a viewer you're defeated and you're like, okay, this is going to be a depressing – I'm shoveling water uphill on this. I've heard people nitpick this movie and pick it apart as far as being – you know, non-believable and whatnot. And to that, I just I mean, I'm I'm to the point now because maybe I've heard it so many times, I'm like, fuck off because you're watching a horror movie. People that are right. talking about zombie movies and like, get the fuck out of here. It's a horror movie. To that being said, I'm very passionate because I can see this being true. I can see this being you know, I mean, it's, it's realistic enough to me that it has no effect on my overall viewing of the movie. But this movie is, I mean, it's a shit sandwich. I mean, you get kicked in the nuts in the beginning. You get kicked in the nuts at the end. The ending is my favorite because it's just so bleak and dark. Overall, the movie just makes you feel alone. It makes you feel abandoned. And anybody that says they watched this movie and they figured out the the twist or the outcome. I'm like, you're a fucking liar because you did it. This, this is the most impactful movie I've seen of the year. And it's one of those rare movies that. So ironically enough, I'm going to go off on a side tangent. I was telling you guys off recording. uh, I was at my neighbor's drinking before uh, talking with them about a certain horror movie. The, the wife likes horror movies. So I was like, you got to see hereditary. This is going to be, another movie where after, if she likes hereditary, I'm going to be like, all right, you're watching this one next. It, it, it's just a gut punch of a movie. It's very impactful and powerful. And,
4: and, and I love it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be watching it soon, man. This is one that I, I slept. I didn't sleep on it because I knew about it and Travis had even told me to uh, check it out. Yep. And uh, I just, I didn't, I was on other
3: things. I watched, I watched a lot of free movies. see i i was actually lucky enough where i only saw probably six movies in the theater this year before everything got shut down and this is one of them so i I got to see this in the theater and i'm really glad i did
2: yeah angel angel's number one of 2020 for anyone who's still interested (laughs) sorry she's not here but her number one is color out of space 10 out of 10 yes She fucking loved it. We've rewatched it so many times, and yes, it will be a midnight ritual on the podcast. Fuck yeah. So we've gotten through our top 20 of 2020. Does anyone have any honorable mentions?
4: My honorable mention, and I only have one, because it has my, in my opinion, the best death and the best ending of 2020. You already know what it is, Travis. Yep. The motherfucking beach house. I consider that the was en- a good movie. Yeah, I I consider the ending the best kill of 2020, and I say kill, but I, I guess it's more of a death. It's a death. But I I wrote something about it that I, I'd like to read. Okay, so the ending the ending really elevates the movie to the point it's at, which it's respectively low. I gave it a seven five. It it's been on and off my list more than any other movie of the year. The ending is beautiful and psychedelic and poetic and for me it's the perfect portrayal of the beautiful nihilistic stench of our universe on screen yes It, it it just goddamn like if the rest of that if if even half of the movie was like that it would be a 10 out of 10 for me, but it is what it is. And that's my best death and best ending, uh, honorable mention.
2: I've got a few and I'm going to run through them real quick. My honorable mentions for the year are Gretel and Hansel love the imagery, his house, uh, recency bias, the soul collector, recency bias. Yeah. Um, Spiral recency bias. Archons just didn't quite make it. Yummy. Random, act of, uh, random Acts of Violence, Exorcism at 60,000 Feet, Loved hey. It, <laughs> Vampires versus the Bronx, I think that's a good family horror film, and The Beach House for the ending, again. Yeah. And I'm going to say also, and I'm going to close my shit out right here, Biggest Disappointment, mm-hmm. The Lodge.
3: How dare you? Oh. <laughs>
2: when you gonna, said that was your, when you said that was your number 1 i felt so bad because i saw his face i was like oh this this has been my biggest disappointment of the year
4: i'm going to disappoint um, both of y'all with my biggest disappointment
2: i want to say though where the movie was going and i, I told angel like almost damn near all, close to halfway into it i was like I, I think i know what's going on here but i was hoping the film would do something different and it didn't, and I was very let down, I was, and you, it, you mentioned Hereditary in the same breath, austuna how yep. dare you, how dare you?
3: Well, I think that even if you do figure out where the movie is going, I, I, I personally think that the way it ends with everything, I was like, it's got to redeem something, just with the brutality, and How bleak and everything it is. I'll
2: concede that the ending is still dark as fuck. It is very fucked up. It just, for me, man, this was the, this was the, I watched it when it came out. I still recommend it to be, I told Ricky, watch it, like watch it. I still think it's, it's, it's for other people. It's not for me. I, I, I saw it and, and, and I, I saw what was coming and, and I was like, eh, and it happened. And I was like, uh, all right, and then other people, I'm sure, felt the same way about films I love uh, from previous years or this year. I mean, look, my favorite yeah. is after midnight no one no one's favorite is that movie. No, no, no. nobody's a, a so, lot of
4: people a lot of people are mad about that movie, and I'm like, "Fuck off <laughs> yeah, because uh, I well could have ended up my number one as well.
2: <laughs> I didn't even know I thought people liked it. So I didn't, I didn't know but 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 when I heard list no one was mentioning it and I'm like all right well oof this is kind of weird but it's my it's my list and, and it's so, your list so for number 1s this year we have after midnight the lodge color out of space and possessor that is the top four trifecta come or well that wouldn't be a trifecta that would be like a quadfecta, a
6: quad-fecta.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is there a quadrilogy of of awesome horror fucking movies
6: that everyone
2: listening needs to check out despite being a disappointment to me, despite being not on someone's favorite list? It doesn't matter. It don't matter. None of this matters. So I think everyone should check out all these movies.
3: So I really didn't come up with a list of honorable mentions, but a couple that I will say that I really enjoyed that were close, definitely are going to be unhinged. That was already mentioned tonight. Freaky was very close to making my list. I mean, Rent a Pal was pretty solid. The 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 pool actually kind of surprised me. Um, oh. I'll check that out. That's on shutter. Otherwise, I mean, you know, Uncle Peckerhead, that was mentioned. I kind of like that quite a bit as well. <laughs> <I> <laughs> so <love Uncle>
4: Peckerhead. <laughs>
3: My my biggest disappointments, I'm going to run through these real quick here and I'll give you my rating on them because some of them aren't going to be terrible ratings or just not what I expected them. The creep show Halloween is probably my biggest disappointment. It was an animated, um, effort from shutter. Uh, I rated it a five and a half, but I just figured with shutter producing a creep show type Halloween special, I was expecting it to be a little bit better.
2: I like, I like the first segment more than the second one.
3: Yeah. um, the walking dead world beyond is not a movie. It's, it's a show, but it's in the walking dead, uh, realm, which is like my favorite ever. And I was just very disappointed. I rated that a three out of 10. Ooh. Ooh. Um, just, I mean, you you have to try really hard to put zombies in front of me to get a rating that low. So I'm a little right bit bitter in. with that. Uh, the platform, a lot of people talked about that, and that was a four and a half out of me. Um, it just just didn't really work. I thought it was boring, ultimately. I mean, Oof. I mean, it, it, it's, again, I I, I kind of saw right through the whole, I, I felt that they focused too much on the political allegory of it, and that kind of drowned the rest of the movie. Likewise. Likewise. And, yep, the number one biggest disappointment for me is Zombie Child on Shudder. I gave that a two and a half more probably my fault than the movie but when you put the title zombie in a fucking movie you better have zombies in there and there were no zombies in there and i just resent that movie and and i hate it with a passion so damn i love it um
2: okay not not the movie i love what you're saying yeah Not, not more than i hate darkness falls
3: oh right oh okay so to wrap this up and uh, real quickly my favorite slasher was the golden glove now I more than probably I would say a good chunk of the movies on my list I really wanted to talk about this one have you guys seen the golden glove
2: no I'm sorry I started it I have not seen the whole thing okay
3: okay so this is a movie that I watched and at first I was like this is just fucking weird But then the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I was like, man, the biggest strength of this movie is that it really is based in realism, but ultimately it's a movie that more so than any other movie I saw in 2020 played its part as far as a period piece, because this, everybody in this movie was dirty. They were greasy. They were grimy. I mean, this was a red light district in Germany in 1973, more than any other movie um, could pl- could could portray the actor is actually a good looking guy in real life but he played a disgusting looking hideous individual in this movie um, that's my favorite slasher of the year my favorite zombie movie is is yummy probably no surprise there favorite supernatural anything for jackson no surprise there Best comedy in a horror movie is Hands Down, Exorcism at 60,000 Feet. Yes. Yeah. Because it is so, so over the top. I mean, yes. all I got to say is tampon scene. Tampon in a mouth. Tampon yep. scene. So, and then, <laughs> as I already said, death of the year for me is Hunter Hunter. So, that's all I have to say about 2020. Um, anything you guys want to say in wrapping this up?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, I think this this year had a lot of strong movies, like you said, in the middle. Uh, I have one 10 out of 10, and that's after midnight. I think Possessor, um, Wolf of Snow Hollow, and The Platform, and potentially Color Out of Space could all get to a 10 out of 10 for me. But right now, they're not there. So I think, I think this year was strong, very strong. And I'm very happy to uh, have experienced this, and I'm very happy that we all got together and fucking made this episode happen, despite my wife falling asleep with the kids. But she's a mother, and she's doing the mom thing while we get to sit up and do our stupid dad thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There you go. She's doing the real fucking work. She's the real one. She is the real one.
3: Perfect. Well, Ricky, is there anything you want to leave us with before we wrap this bitch up? 2020 was a crazy year. Um, I'm glad to see it go.
4: I'm both hopeful and worried about 2021. <laughs> it's confusing. But as far as the movies go, I've still got quite a few to see, man, because I'm I'm surprised by how much stuff is on y'all's list that's uh, that I haven't seen. So, I'm ready. I'm ready to go watch some more movies now. <laughs> nice. So, and I mean, you know, like I've said it before, man, lists and ratings for me are not static, man. They're always moving. They're always changing, you know,
2: fluid. Lists list are fluid. So our ratings. That's why we said earlier ratings don't matter. Yeah, we give ratings too on the nightclub, but, you know, it's yeah. all subjective. So at the end of the day, our opinion is only worth, Trying to get you to go watch the film, and that's what we're doing here tonight. Is like just you know, hear what we say. If you like it, then go watch the movie. I think I think everybody here agrees that we're all gonna go check out some films that none of us heard. Ricky said it. Um Boss Tuna has some films that I'm gonna go check out, and vice versa. I'm sure. So get on that archons. For yeah, time. and get on and get on that after midnight.
3: After Midnight, Ooh, number bro, one, after yeah. After Midnight is so good. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And more importantly, I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Love you guys. All around
1: me all